0: If it's a Friday, that means this man to my right is none other than Pressbox's cheap grand poobah, stand the fan, Charles.
1: Good morning, good morning. So we're uh, we're not firing Griffin. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That, no, wasn't. Uh, that plan is in uh, a, a, a you know abeyance. Okay. Abeyance. All, right, all right. Hey Griffin, it's good to see you, buddy.
0: That glad, I guess I
2: guess that's good. That sounds like good news. So. Uh, I was it's right. A show, just, it's a show. It's a
0: show support. Griffin. Correct. Oh, just yeah. want okay. you to know that. Yeah. I was running a bit late this morning. As a shout out to Delaney Valley Road slash Jarrettsville Pike, where I, I don't know what is the time at which when you've been sitting somewhere and not moving. How many minutes before you say this is this, this is, is a problem? At, I need to figure at, out if I have to. About sixty r- seconds. From you're me. okay. You're very quick. <laughs> I am.
1: I'll I'm, give about, it, I'm about four minutes. I think four
0: minutes. to five minutes is about the correct number yeah. where you're like, okay, things happen. There might be, yeah, you know, they're, they're moving stuff road. out of people. Right. Are moving and- School bus. That kind when of. you hit the five minute mark, you say, okay, there's a real problem here. I got to figure out what's going on. And I don't know how you are, Stan. Like, I always admonish myself the easiest thing we can do now as humans is no matter where we're going. We can pull out our little app, whatever you use—Google right. Maps, Waves. Waze, whatever it is—and figure out if there's traffic or not. It's the right. easiest thing in the world to do. But if you drive somewhere constantly, you, you don't—you don't feel the need to pull out your Waze and figure out where you're supposed to go. You know exactly where you're going. Yep. And especially for me, I don't even get on a highway anymore to come to the office. Um, it's all you know back roads, if you will, or Delaney Valley roads like that. So I never do it and I always whenever that's, I end up in that's a not
1: because of that search warrant from the FBI. Oh no,
0: I don't want anybody to know where I am. Okay. That's correct. I've totally gone off the grid entirely. <laughs> that's the way that it goes. No, so I had a little bit of a situation and I just uh, texted the guys and said, Hey, there's a chance that I might
1: be
3: you know, pushing We were we were ready. Uh, probably we would have been a better ready.
0: let's be honest. It probably would have been better. Nah, you know, don't kid yourself, I really it can't. wouldn't have been
1: <laughs> Uh,
0: but Stan did acknowledge that if he had to do the show with just Griffin for any longer, there was a chance that There's there might just... not be a Griffin oh. anymore. Yeah. That, so, that just might work that way. Well, I appreciate Which you. Which is weird because everybody told me you got along fine the week that I was gone. I love everybody. the guy. I love the yeah, guy. Yeah, He's just,
2: just incompetent.
1: <laughs> that's
0: <What>? all. Jeez. <laughs> that doesn't <laughs> mean
1: I don't that. like him.
0: Well, well, I'm glad
2: you made it here <laughs> on, on a time. Personal, then. On
1: a personal <laughs> level.
0: <laughs> on a personal level. Love the guy and he does a great job. Yeah, right. Um, you and know, I don't works
1: really... and he works for food.
3: He, um, he works for food
1: and, uh, and Royal Farm gift card.
0: I have offered. I mean, to, yes. to work for depending on what the food is, yep. I might be willing to work for food. Uh, it, I had a very weird situation last week where you know I I threw a little uh, event at my house. Yeah, and not only did Griffin show up, but Kyle Ottenheimer showed up. Oh my God! And How about was, Paul Valley? Was no, there? Paul <laughs> Paul did not make it to the event, uh, but Griffin <laughs> and Kyle showed up and there was an awkward moment where I felt like Kyle was trying to get me to say that I liked him better.
1: I felt (laughs) like there was a moment. Is that kind of because he is so delicate with things like that? Is that kind of like when he came out and said, who do you like better?
0: I don't remember if it was exact. I just remember there being a moment where Kyle kind of he walked. I walked into the house to pee. Kyle's like, how's Griffin doing? Kyle. And I swear to God, he walked in right behind me. In the the bathroom. In the bathroom. (laughs) He walked into the house right behind me. (laughs) And I, first of all, as everybody knows, I love Kyle. I I, I miss Kyle. He's a a, a very sweet. He uh, got the
1: show off the road. I, I mean, this
0: this would never have happened if yeah. not for a commitment from Kyle. When it was just a vision, just we didn't even have a partnership with Pressbox at the time. Right. Kyle and I, but I, Kyle had had been with Stan, and as an intern, and we both happened to be over at Channel Two one night. Kyle worked at Channel Two. And I was overdoing Stan's show, and I was trying to figure out what would happen in, in the aftermath of the old radio station going under, and I had said, hey, I've got this idea for something, and Kyle, who I literally had met that night, was very excited about it, and said, can we get together for breakfast one day next week and talk about it more, and I said... Yeah, absolutely. I'd he love was gung-ho. I mean, yep. he
1: really wanted he to really pursue that.
0: He was yep. gung-ho. And um, without him, this would have never, yeah. this never would have happened. There's no chance. So I love Kyle, but it definitely came off a little bit like he was trying, like it was the old was girlfriend, to get you new to girlfriend say, yeah. situation, yeah. like who's so prettier. he was trying to seduce you? A little in bit, the yeah. There was a it little bit it. of that going on. Uh, so that was fun. That was fun. All right, uh, a lot to do on the program today. It is Friday, so we will catch up with Bo Smolka, PressBox Ravens beat writer. Speaking of the Ravens, they practiced against the Commanders this week and will play against the Commanders on Monday night. Baltimore do we native,
1: practice against them on
0: Sunday? or? They practiced on t- Tuesday and Wednesday of this week. oh okay Tuesday so and Wednesday we practice, they practiced yeah, against okay. each other, yes. Um, Baltimore native Kendall Fuller will join the program today, of course, Commanders cornerback. and boy, is Kendall been in the league for 10 years now? If, yeah, it feels like he's, it's unbelievable. He's a grizzled vet. I, and I got to think at this point of all of the Fuller brothers, is he had the longest career of that group? I'm going to put you in charge of that. Right. And of course, four Fuller brothers that all made the NFL. Really? It's one of the great you know, local sports stories to me of all time. It's four, four brothers, all who grew up here. All made the end of story
1: now. Full of the Fullers.
0: You know we should think about that right at some point. Full
1: F U L L. Of course, Kyle
0: is the only one that played for the Ravens, and unfortunately, it was for like a game before he got hurt last season. Although we'll see, they they might need some more help still. But we'll catch up with Kendall later on in the show, and we'll make a trip to uh, Delmarva uh, to catch up with Matthew Etzel as well this morning. So a lot to do on the program today. Is that Randy's son? I made the same joke this week, Stan. You and I spells it differently. Symp- doesn't they, it? they definitely spell it differently. Um, Stan, I was doing the uh, the radio show last night, and we ended up spending a little bit of time on this topic, and I want to run it by you. I, I don't. I am by no means trying to suggest panic, anything along those lines. But the Orioles on this trip have not scored five runs in one game. They since the All Star break have been in the bottom three of all of Major League Baseball and on-base percentage. And, like, for example, this week, I think most people will be inclined to say, hey, look, they've ran into some really good starting pitching, right? They had to face Snell, Walken, Darvish. It was Miller. Um, uh, Kirby. Kirby, and- who was brilliant, and uh, Castillo in Seattle. Yeah. This is baseball. It's a West Coast swing. You don't overreact to anything. But on the flip side, given... That there's only really been two guys that have consistently produced since the All Star break Mount Castle and McCann, of all people. Mm-hmm. Do you worry at all about a young team that has largely not, n- very few of these guys have ever been in this position before, playing super important games this deep into the season, pitchers that perhaps have adjusted a little bit, the young players, and maybe them hitting a little bit of a wall at the moment?
1: Do I worry about it? I mean, look, um, one of the things that impressed me in talking uh, to uh, several members of the 1983 team a couple weeks back was I asked – I asked – the. you know, they brought in like three or four at of them at a time. Yeah. And I asked the first group – was Al bumbery was part of the group and Shelby, and I forget who else was in that first foursome – but bumbury sort of took over, and I said, I've always heard this story that the 83 team won because of the fact that they wanted to show up Earl Weaver.
3: Mm. Have you mm-hmm. ever heard I've, that? I
1: have I have heard, and, and, and whether it's show up or... Just show they could do it on their own, that he had always gotten I, so much of the credit. And I've, also, Bumbry, I've, I've took, also
0: had people tell me that like it was just a different... It was a things were a bit more intense under Earl
3: There's and no simply about not it. dealing yeah. with
0: that intensity right. helped them a little bit. Right.
1: But Al Bunbury dismissed that right away and said, no. The reason we won in eighty-three is we were still pissed off at nineteen seventy-nine. Yep. The Orioles don't have that motivation of being pissed off or hungry for having just come close. Remember the eighty-three team. Also made lead. that incredible run in '82, mm-hmm. only, only to, to, to lose up. on final day of the season. Don Sutton versus Palmer, um, and that struck me that that hunger, how important that is. And I wonder if it's—I've wondered this the entire season. I think we're a dangerous team, but I wonder if you know Gunnar Henderson in the next two years may be one of the best hitters in baseball. He's not one of the best hitters in baseball right now. Right. He's an he's, exciting player right He's an exciting right now. player. Yep. He has his moments. Um, Adley has, has had plenty of moments, but he's, he's receded a little bit. Um, and Moundcastle, thank goodness, uh, you know, the way I was projecting Moundcastle, mm-hmm. I didn't think he'd be on the team or contributing virtually at all at this point. Um, and he's been phenomenal. But yeah, there there is a little bit of whether they've hit a wall, whether they're quite good enough right now. I mean, I think we know in two years, Westberg and Cowser are both going to be really dynamic ball players. They're they're not, especially Cowser, right. isn't right now. And they've had a, a Cedric Mellons who's been. Re- Playing and rehabbing at the same time for six weeks now, you know. Correct.
0: Correct. And again, has also provided the most significant moments of the season. But yes, yep. it's an awful lot to ask for someone who's not been able to sort of get so a, into am a group. Worried
1: about it? I'm I'm worried to an extent. I think I think from from here to the next 15 days, the schedule that the Orioles have makes me feel pretty damn comfortable. It,
0: this, to me, and, and the way we were talking about it last night, Stan, was like this weekend will go a long way to answering that question for me. If they continue to struggle offensively against the Oakland Athletics, yep. then I think there's a little bit more of a problem, and I'll start to lean more towards the idea that perhaps they're hitting a bit of a wall. Right. If this is just, again, the the, the sheer the <clears throat> list of pitchers that I presented alone, I, I can understand... Playing on the West Coast, facing good pitchers, these things can happen within, you know, in, in a vacuum. If that goes away this weekend and they look more like they did against the Mets, against the Athletics, then I think that we're all, you know, all's good here. Yeah.
1: But the bigger point. I mean, remember, after that, we've got what? The three game series against Toronto. Correct. Then and we then play Colorado another, yes. and the White Sox. Yes. Then we have then then we in short order in September I know we've got St. Louis uh, yeah I'm, pull, it, I'm pulling we, it up right yeah, now I, don't have to make I know that. we go
2: back out to Arizona and yeah, the, we it's, have that. it's Colorado then it's
0: the White Sox and then when you get into September yes back to Arizona then to the Anaheim right re, then to the Red Sox before you come home for the Cardinals and the Rays right. so there are opportunities there on the schedule where you feel like this team should be able to stockpile some wins and
1: get a little bit more comfort, and hopefully get going again. Yeah, but I, I'm, I feel I'm like also I'm also heartened by the fact that, you know, I don't root for teams that have injuries, but I don't feel sorry for the Tampa Bay Rays who are missing three-fifths of their starting rotation. Yeah, and
0: it looks like may never get Wander Franco back at this point. right Yeah, like, I forgot about that. It looks yeah. like that. You it, know, some of these really, reports this week are yeah. suggesting that it just – he Is this might. as
1: bad as the the guy with, that was with the Pirates a couple of years ago? The guy that they would picked up from the Nationals, the left-handed reliever. I'm trying
0: to remember that guy's name now. Well, he changed his name, and remember he changed. I his v- name. I vaguely remember. Look that up, Griffin.
1: I yeah. vaguely remember this story. I had somebody. He was an incredible left-handed reliever. Uh, Felipe
2: and, Vas- Vasquez, right? Is that right? I think it was yeah.
1: Felipe Vasquez, but he was first. He was something else. And it was I like, uh, why would he change right. his name? Maybe it was because was of, yes,
0: because of perhaps the stories that might have been known about that person. Mm-hmm. Um, look, yes, I you know, it, certainly those things go a long way into making it seem like that the Orioles will have a clearer path towards winning the AL East, but they still they have to get going again. And the bigger point that you made is the reminder that, like, as, as much as we're saying, hey, while the Orioles have never been the team that we thought was the favorite to win the World Series, they are, they are here, right? Might, right? might as well, once you're here. The reality is, this just typically isn't what happens with teams that break through the first time that are young and have built this way. Teams usually go and have to get a little more battle-tested and have to take some bruises and lose in the playoffs and learn from the adversity and and learn what it's like to play sheerly this number of games in a baseball season that a lot of these players have almost never done in their life um adley rutchman has never played 170 some games in a baseball season right. that hasn't happened so they've got to go through those things and they learn from that and then they build more towards it so yeah i'm not i i will never say the orioles
1: can't win the world series because you know the most the most disappointing development on the road trip was the performance by Jack Flaherty.
3: That was really that was
1: really a, was really a uh, like a like a bucket of cold ice water on your head. You know?
0: I-, I measured it against the excitement that you have about what you're seeing from Grayson Rodriguez right. and like the belief that this is the guy that we were promised. Yeah. like this this is the guy that can be a top of the rotation pitcher and could be the first ace that we've had in Baltimore in 20, since Messina, 100%. But right now, the difficult part about that is I don't know if he can be that guy in the playoffs because there's this innings thing, we can't pretend there's no way that this innings thing is going to be a factor. Maybe, maybe he'll push past it, and maybe he'll be that guy. But I'm conflicted by it, whereas the guys that you know have the innings in them are the two guys that just got their asses kicked in their last starts, yep. both Flaherty and Gibson. Those are yep. the guys right now that it would be most encouraging to see them pitching at their best late in the season, because you know there's no wall for those guys. Like you know, and they're also both kind of mercenaries, right? Like you're gonna pitch them till their arms fall off because they're not part of the long-term plans here. Right. So let them throw as many innings as possible. It's it's very frustrating and discouraging. To see those guys get their ass kicked. And it, the, the worst case scenario. I'm, I'm for not clarity. that
1: worried about uh, Gibson. I, I followed Gibson's career uh, closer than most in Baltimore because I had him at several times. Along the way on my fantasy team. Yeah, you teams. apologized and he, to him for n- the, I told him about the night right. that I, uh, I told him actually I did apologize to him for ruining his no hitter the other night uh, in Baltimore. Uh, I said that I was the guy that brought up the no hit pull in the press box. Way to go, Stan! And he go, "Oh, thanks, yeah, thanks right. a lot for that." Yeah, uh, <laughs> but but Gibson has had moments like this. Flaherty, I was hoping had put those moments kind of behind him, and was gonna usher in a new era in his career and that boy, that was an awful, awful performance. Yeah, it was really discouraging.
0: It was extraordinarily discouraging. And again, you keep trying to do the math of how do they how do they innings their way to the finish line here? How do they handle all of these things? And I give them credit for going to the six man rotation, for trying to do what they did with Tyler Wells when they acknowledged he was hitting a wall. We're not shutting him down. We're just trying to see if you know, we can freshen him up a little bit and and use him in What's some capacity. What's the latest capacity. with him now? That's and D.L. Hall. That one's well, even yeah, more confusing, one. right? Like, that one, I, 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 well. your guess is as good as mine as to what the thought process is with D.L. Hall. Um, but you assume that... And I'll add one more. Can you pull up Adley Rutschman's splits as a catcher and as a DH? Because I've had a couple yeah. people bring them up to me this week, but I don't remember them off the top. But it is starting to get significantly noticeable how much better he's hitting when he dhs versus how much he what he's hitting when he catches and i'm starting to wonder if in september you don't use one of the extra roster spots on a third catcher to almost say at this point we kind of need and it, 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 part of this depends on if brian mccann continues to hit the yeah. way that he's been james, james mccann i always do that right uh, his OPS, there should not be, be a law that no two catchers are allowed to have the same last name.
2: His OPS is 882 uh, as a DH and then 754 as a catcher. Significant. And Significant. his slugging percentage is 512 as a DH. And look, obviously part of it,
0: what the sample, give me the sample size of both. Uh, so
2: it is about, it's about is 138 plate appearances as a, as a DH, 375 as
0: a so, catcher. So part of it is it's, as third, it's a third yeah. as many plate appearances. But of late, I believe, and if I don't know if you can dive further into that, Of late, I believe those numbers are getting more and more pronounced, the Mm -hmm. difference between him as a catcher and him as a DH. And I'm not trying to say shut down Adley Rutschman, the catcher, or never have him catch again or anything along those lines, but maybe given the offensive struggles of this team, at some point do you sort of say you're going to catch two days a week and four to five days a week you're going to be a DH, and if McCann continues to hit, that's just the best sort of scenario for this team at this point.
1: Well, I think McCann's clearly going to play a catch against every left-hander we face. Probably, mm-hmm. um, luckily, there's not that huge a drop-off in my opinion in the catch, in the catching and yep. throwing and calling of a game. Uh, the pitchers seem to be. I mean, I, do, do you want to
0: have the on in the throwing aspect? I don't know that there's any drop-off.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, you know, it, it's definitely uh, an issue. But uh, I would still think that. Rutschman would probably catch three or four times a week, you know. Um, but it's it's interesting. It's
0: interesting. I, I'll add into that concept that doing this would re- really would require you putting a third catcher on the roster, right? Like you can't – you run the risk of what hap- – if something happens to McCann during the game, then you're going to end up losing your DH spot because you got to have Rutschman go behind the plate
1: – it really, I, I think though, the problem with that is you, you know, you're only going to get three more, two more spots, right? It goes two up more, to twenty yeah, more, um, and we know that one of them is going to have to be a pitcher. Yeah, it, You have, I, to have got another a feeling on both team. of them are, could be pitchers, and I've
0: thought that for some time. I yeah. know a lot of people have hoped that maybe Heston Kerstad would get a look in September. I, I, I don't, I don't know that I see it. I, I it's a different conversation that was brought up to me by John Miola the other night. like well you know they're going to be in the playoffs Norfolk and so it'd be one thing if Heston Kerstad wasn't going to be playing Mm -hmm. in September where they might say like hey we'd rather have you continue to be playing and on a team with Norfolk in the playoffs I I just don't know that they're going to be pressed to feel like they have to do that and I also think it's extraordinary to think that a player like that will definitively give you a boost now they did it with Gunner last year so it's not like there's no precedent for them trying something along those lines, but there was also an obvious place for Gunner to play, at that point a year ago. Like there were yeah. obvious at bats to be had. the
1: at bats weren't so precious that we were really in the hunt for a World Series. We were a dark horse to, to make to get the a playoff playoffs. spot, yeah. right? So where would the at bats be if you brought up Heston
0: Kerstad? Like where? Um, I mean, he would have to kind of force it at
1: this point. Yeah, I mean, he he would DH some, I'm sure, or Santander would DH a little bit, or Mountcastle, uh, you know, but but then you've got the O'Hearn situation. Right. Yeah, he, it's not an obvious path right now other than if, if Hicks is hurt and out for the, sure. sort of for the rest of the year, yeah, something which isn't the case right now. No, um so I I just don't know that I see it.
0: Again, I'm not trying to be over dramatic about it. I'm not trying to anything along those lines. It's just something that I have filed away that it it's it's troublesome the trends that we've seen offensively from this team since the All-Star break. Stan the Fan Charles is in studio with us. A reminder that
1: I mean, we the, partnered, yeah, the, the real key guy that is just falling off the table uh, now is Austin Hayes. Austin Hayes. I want to come back to that in I mean, one Austin second. Austin Hayes was leading. Let, like, let, me, let me tell about Superbook yeah. real quick, and then we're going to yeah. talk about Austin Hayes. Oh, you mean about Stan Charles, 23? Well, I was thinking Glenn Clark,
0: 23. You know, I made some money on Superbook yesterday betting oh. some tennis. Had a nice wow. little day betting tennis yesterday on Superbook. Wait a minute. They're a sponsor of ours.
1: You're, you're supposed to lose.
0: not I I mean I'll let if somebody else wants to lose to make up some money for him by all means I'm uh, I'm gonna be a winner (laughs) Superbook.com or the Superbook app download it right now when you make your deposit use the code GlennClark23 or if you're feeling charitable StanCharles23 and then when you do your first bet up to $250 you're gonna get a match on that first bet win or lose Superbook.com Download the Superbook app, use the code Glenn Clark, G-L-E-N-N-C-L A R K, Glenn Clark23 or Stan Charles23, and you will get that first match up to 250 bucks. The Austin Hayes thing is I, it's depressing almost because we all talked about this as he was having such a spectacular first half. We all find our, found ourselves saying. Hopefully he can prove this in the second half that it won't be like a year ago. And so far, it's been worse than it was a year ago. There's
1: always an injury surrounding, and he had that two- or three-day thing Mm -hmm. again. I think it was a wrist or a hand. I forget what the injury was, but it started to plummet him. He he was okay enough, apparently, to play in the uh, All-Star game. But I'll point to the fact that the Texas Rangers – let Nathan Ivaldi pitch an inning in the All Star game, and he—they knew that his velocity was trending downward yeah. to begin with. He's been on the IL for three, three and a half, four we weeks, about it, it, and he pitched in the All Star game. It felt like
0: it was almost a gift to Austin Hayes that the Orioles didn't put him on the injured list because right. they didn't want to ruin his his All Star opportunity yeah. to have an All Star trip. Yeah, um, and while yes, they activated him the Sunday beforehand, and they said, "Ah, he was all good." I I just my gut tells me that had there not been an All-Star game involved, he definitely would have been on the injured list at that point. Um it's this is tricky. Again, a year ago, it was disappointing and he was hitting about 220 post the All-Star break. You can double check on this Griffin. I'm uh, pretty sure it's like 170. Yes,
2: it, he is in the second half. He's batting 187. 187
0: after so, a 314 first half. So worse than a disappointing second half a year ago. And It further complicates, not the now, but to me, it further complicates, Stan, the long-term picture here, where presumably a year from now, you're going to want Colton Kowser to be an everyday player for this team, and Heston Kerstad's going to be in the mix as well. And now, you're dealing with a situation where you've already got Mullins, Santander, Hayes. You're talking about five outfielders and I get it Kerstad and and Santander could both be used in other ways but it doesn't seem like Mountcastle's going anywhere this offseason I wonder at some point if maybe Austin Hayes just kind of ends up being the odd man out or the guys that the Orioles are forced to look at and say if we can try to use him in some way to upgrade
1: somewhere else yeah, in conjunction with a prospect of some of some some import, you know, he was hitting on June the twentieth. He was hitting three twenty-seven and led the American League in batting. Since then, he's played in forty-one games and he's hit two oh one, with a two forty-five on base, three oh two slug, an OPS of five forty-seven, three homers, and fifteen RBIs. And I it doesn't have in here, or at least I don't know how to look it up. How many double plays he's grounded mm-hmm. into? It,
0: it's there's no getting around
1: it. Yeah, he's I mean, been just, awful. It's been
0: it's awful. been atrocious, and it's a shame. I, I don't I don't know what else there is to say. Okay, I just okay. I I am now coming around on the I don't know that Austin Hayes has a longer term place with this team, which is frustrating because like Austin Hayes to me is the picture of a ball player, right? Like. He, 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 he lays out, he plays defense, he does so many times. We've talked about him in comparison with like a Nick Marcakis. But it's just so wildly inconsistent from the first half to the second half that I don't know how as an organization you can have faith that that's going to change in the coming years.
1: Yeah, this year he, there was something different about him in his confidence level, and that now looks to be a distant memory. But again, as we found with uh, Ryan Mountcastle, um, you know, just when you want to give up on something—that's fair, right? You know, I, I look. I hope. I hope for the Orioles' sake. I hope for Austin Hayes' sake. I hope that all of a sudden, September—he's I mean, a good guy. He's a very solid defensively. Uh, can't run the bases very well. He, he's a you know, you you understand, but it, why but he does have the threat of speed. Right, like, and I, I don't see his threat of speed and his base running instincts are. I just agree with awful, that. I agree awful. with the
0: instincts; they're not good. I do. I and you might be right. Maybe the threat of speed is irrelevant because of that. Maybe teams have caught on to that. But it, it there's athleticism. Yeah, the threat of
1: speed would would translate to me that he'd steal 15, 18 bases in a year at when he's playing right. as much as he is. What's he got? I don't even. Yeah, think, I think he's, he's got, got two all yeah, year. It's, two all year. Yeah. 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 How many times has three. he been thrown out?
2: Uh, once he's two for three, so he's only two attempted
0: for three. three. That's three weird steals. to me. Yeah, it it's is. weird it to me that that he is. And, and look, they've got that thing down to a science with the stopwatches. So clearly they don't speed, they don't want him
1: going. And and he does get thrown out at first by a millisecond or more plays than anybody on the team. And it's that millisecond that is the difference between him being a threat speed wise, uh, and he hustles still. So, that's I'll,
0: something, too. I'll bring up one more. I'm only bringing it up. I, I have been utterly dismissive of it all season, but John Heyman wrote about it this week for the New York Post. The idea that Jackson Holiday could get a cameo before the season is over. Not going to happen.
2: Did you hear the Angels just called up? Angels, no. Angels just called up a guy that they drafted a month ago nolan uh nolan shanuel
0: what's the story there is it, uh, well he's is there destroying I mean, he's destroying
2: uh he, he was at double a and he's been destroying pro ball since he got there in 21 games was he a, was he a, I, I don't know anything he's, about he's his back he's from background. florida atlantic he's, uh-huh. he's, and he's 21 years old and they're deciding that they want
0: nobody's waving back at stan <laughs> stan's like they're waving they're waving to the people and they they're their, their, heads their little they <laughs> they have no interest Oh boy, maybe maybe after the uh, speedo incident, they were informed to not yeah. look over not this way. Right. Yeah, to not. Look, yeah. <laughs> whatever you right. do. Yeah. Um,
3: yeah.
1: are are you saying that because you don't want it versus where is that line? It's bet- just it's just not the it's not the way Mike Elias operates. He's not going to bring Jackson Holiday up this year.
0: I I have never thought that he would, for the right. record. I have well, never you were thought right. so. You're right. <laughs> I. And part of it to me is I don't want it, right? And, like, I do think that's relevant to me as I discuss this. I've never believed he would. Now, look, if John Heyman knows something that I don't know, John Heyman essentially just said the Orioles won't dismiss it. And I, that comes off to me more as, like, they almost won't who's, dismiss uh, anything.
1: Who's uh, Jackson's agent? Is it Scott Burns? It's, I don't think. Oh, he is Boris, right? Yeah. No, no. Yeah, I think.
0: Was Boris in this press? conference? I remember Matt being in the press conference, but Boris is always in the press conference with any of his clients. Sure. It, it is I, Scott. It's Boris. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Well, that's that's why John Heyman is writing it.
0: So he says that the Orioles won't dismiss. You do it. realize that John I, Heyman, I have, everything he writes I, is fake. I, I get by it. Scott I get it. But he's saying the Orioles are telling him they won't dismiss it. Okay. I. Again, that reads off to me that they won't dismiss anything. That like that you present anything to him, and they'll say, yeah, you know, it's possible. Anything, anything's possible. Not as a we're
1: actually thinking about it type of scenario. I don't. I just don't see it. don't Don't see it in the realm of possibility. I I do wonder at this point. How I mean, I suppose if t- tomorrow Gunner Henderson and Ramon Urias both got hurt in a game that could change that sure. but as planned right now on August 19th and with the limitations of of how many roster spots right, you, you have in September uh, you know I, I do not see any way under the sun he's I, on and, this
0: and game. I also I think it's fair to say when you bring up Jackson Holiday it's here's the posi- I don't think you're doing the Gunnar Henderson thing with Jackson Holiday we're like, you'll play wherever we tell you to play on a given. I think Jackson Holiday, you bring him up because he's your everyday shortstop or if you've decided it's a different, you think it's a different position right. for him, that's what you're doing with Jackson Holiday. Mm. And to me, that's something you start addressing this offseason and clearing a path and deciding early next season we believe Jackson. And, but at this point, by the way, I, I think it's, it's May that we're talking about, right? Like, yeah, I
1: probably May or June of yeah, next like year. Like, I think
0: they'll want him to get a taste of AAA. I know everybody brings up the fact that Manny Machado never played at AAA, and I understand that. But what we've seen of this regime is not let's skip AAA. Yeah, and
3: they
1: and that that regime didn't have many other options. That's also true. Yeah, that is also. This is a team teeming with prospects. Correct. So, I mean, he looks like he's going to have leapfrogged Ortiz and, and Norby. Norby. Right.
0: Yeah. And with those guys doing nothing wrong in the process. like Those guys both should be at the major league level basically anywhere else at this point. Um, but yes, to me, it's there's got to be, in the offseason, we have decided that when Jackson Holiday is ready, he's the shortstop. So the guy that's going to be playing shortstop to start the season is someone that we know is easily movable when we're ready to go about doing One of this. the things
1: this organization has to do to avoid... Something like hitting the wall and all that, it would sure as hell help if they started to develop their own pitchers a little bit more. I don't, I'm not saying they have to have seven of them, you know, fighting for spots, mm-hmm. but they virtually have had, other than Grayson, yep. who was drafted by Dan Duquette, they've had absolutely I, nothing. But- come up that they've developed but they haven't and, and they haven't spent to mike elias's credit he did trade for kyle bradish right uh but but it would really help that they don't just simply use the prospects to pick up veteran pitchers that they most likely aren't going to sign again you know it's the reality yeah. and the the point
0: this is what happened they, they look I, I wrote about this they the, there is no criticizing what their draft strategy has been because they've hit The players they've drafted have hit, but at some point it has led to this. You've had to pay a tax for pitching because you've completely ignored pitching in the early rounds of the draft. Like you had to pay a
1: premium. I mean, that's part of the reason they have so many prospects teaming in the organization. They were very smart. Let's just put it this way. Let's give Mike credit that he knew it was time to go the other way. And this year they drafted what twelve out of twenty. They did, but still,
0: yeah. the first one was in like the third round, right? right? But, it, but
1: he's a pretty good pitcher, Palmer. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, they need that. They need yeah. to. Inv- and by the they way, it, to, get some it, arms. It, to me, it also might be that if you're, you know, if you've decided that it's time to move on from Austin Hayes, that it, instead of it being that for a starting, it might be that you all have said this a lot of times. It's possible to me that the Orioles do a little bit of both, and that might be the, the next Tampa thing that John Angelos was talking about. That yes, we're going to try to acquire players, but we also might use our players to acquire more for the system. And if somebody's willing to take on Austin Hayes and give us the, you know, experimental, the the young pitcher that they don't know exactly what they are yet, that might that be we, the type of thing. That we see something, and in, that we yeah. think if you get him in with the Chris Holt system, that yeah. we can get something yeah. out of that. That yeah. might be something. Yeah, it's that very the Orioles, clear that
1: if they did offer up an Austin Hayes in a trade. They're not going to be looking for an outfielder because they got, the yes. system is kind of teeming with them right now. But to
0: the thought you brought up, like if you packaged Austin Hayes and a prospect to get a now starting pitcher, I'm of course I'm listening yep. to that. But their thought might also well, be, let's save those prospects and instead try to use Austin Hayes to bring in to pitching young, young pitchers yep. and see if we can't go that route. And you're not going to get top good, notch good thought.
1: pitching yep. prospects. But you might get those. Well, you might get those that you see something in that, bingo. that they don't. Bingo. You know.
0: All right. Uh, when we come back in, Bo Smolka, Press Box Ravens beat writer. He was out there this week as the Ravens practiced against the Commanders. Things got chippy. In fact, uh, the Commanders player got injured um, because of a fight with Mark Andrews. That's a thing that occurred Teach him a lesson. It's un- well, it's unfortunate. You it don't is, want to see is, that yeah. happen. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk to Bo about what he saw, obviously, the Ravens uh, in the cornerback market, signed Ronald Darby. Is there more to come? We'll discuss all that with Bo next. And the Fan is here. It's Glenn Clark Radio. You feel that? That's the sound of football coming back, and now's the time to place your preseason bets with Superbook Sports. Superbook is the most trusted name in Vegas, and now you can use my promo code, GlennClark23, to score up to $250 with their first bet bonus. Win or lose, they'll match your first bet up to $250 with the promo code GlennClark23. All one word, no spaces, two N's and Glenn. Don't miss out this football season. Win some money with Superbook sports and that promo code glennclark23 visit superbook.com for terms and conditions gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER
4: exciting weekend of affordable family fun at Prince George's Stadium with the Bowie Bay Sox. It's the return of Grateful Dead Night on Friday the 18th. A special t-shirt package is available. Back-to-back fireworks carry on to Saturday the 19th with our Baytoberfest. Get some beer specials while you enjoy the game. And get here early on Sunday for a pre-game meet-the-team autograph session. Get your tickets now by calling 301-805-6000 or anytime online at baysox.com. The Bowie Bay Sox. Let us be your nine-inning vacation.
1: I'm Michael Jan Grandy, president of of AJ Michaels, your carrier energy expert for 44 years. Save money, energy, and make your home more comfortable and virus-free. Find us at AJMichaels.com. That's AJMichaels.com.
2: The latest edition of PressBox is available now. On the cover, Bo Smolka dives into what's next for Lamar Jackson after receiving one of the biggest contracts in football history. Is Lamar ready to take the Ravens to the next level, now with a new offensive coordinator and new wide receivers? Also inside, we look at what new football coaches Brian Newberry and Pete Shinnick bring to Navy and Towson, respectively. And we meet players from the college football and soccer programs around the state. PressBox is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores. And you can always find the higher edition as well as the best daily coverage of the o's ravens and serps at pressboxonline.com
5: that first sip that first bite Mm. start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at royal farms choose from a fantastic selection of fresh royal farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world at royal farms breakfast is available day and night It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. It's a Maryland thing you wouldn't understand. Where the waves meet the shore, you will find Dorchester County. Hi, this is Jimmy Charles. When I think of Maryland, I think Dorchester County on the eastern shore where it's open for making memories. Dorchester County, it's a Maryland thing. For more info, visit www.visitdorchester.org. It's a Maryland thing.
6: America's Biggest Bike Race returns to Maryland Sunday, September 3rd as 120 of the world's best cyclists race the Maryland Cycling Classic presented by United Healthcare. Come enjoy the free fan zones and festival with interactives, food, and drink beginning at noon. Then see the exciting race conclusion from 3 to 5 p.m. in the Inner Harbor. Come be loud, be proud, and let the world hear you. For more information, go to MarylandCyclingClassic.us.
5: Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota
7: dealer today. If you miss anything on the show, don't forget that you can watch full episodes at youtube.com slash pressbox online, and you can download podcasts on Apple, iTunes, Amazon, and Grindr. Wait, did I say Grindr? I don't think that you would find it on Grinder. Not that I know it's on Grinder or anything. I-, I swear. Second thought, you know what? I don't care what you think. Here's Glenn.
0: Hey, uh, good morning to uh, our friend, Mr. Josh Charles, who checked in this morning. Always appreciate Josh uh, joining us. I don't, I, I don't know. Like me, I understand he's just a big fan. I don't know why he puts up with you. I don't get that at all. He's a either.
1: fan of yours. He, I love Josh.
0: Josh has a, been a friend for a very long time. I love Josh. Um, you had a couple of shows this week. A couple of good shows. Yes, we
1: did had really uh two really good shows this week. Had John T Bone Shelby. Yep. We went against our our format now where it's Luke Ross and I mm-hmm. talking baseball, kinda like an O's pregame type of thing. But I bumped into Sh- Shelby at the uh fortieth anniversary. He was really terrific. He he's really I mean the guy's like near probably like 67 years old. But to see him have grown to what he is now, he's such a much more confident. Uh, his self-esteem is tremendous. He was such a shy guy when he came up in 1982. Anyway, he was great. And then on Wednesday evening, uh, Gary Stein and I talked to John Kelly from mm-hmm. Kelly Benefits, who I know is going to double back uh, to he'll you. be back
0: with us next week. Yeah, yeah uh,
1: about his chairmanship of the um, Maryland Cycling Classic. And it's funny, Jen Nelson, who always puts out the tweets and the Facebook posts, at least I thought I read it, that she said, you know, this is what I've got for John Kelly. And it said he was the co-chairman. Ah. And, and I'm referred to him two or three times that way, and he wasn't offended. But he goes, "No, nah, it's just I'd me. really like yeah, to know who I'm, the who I'm, the, boss. Uh, yeah, who right? I'm co-chairman yeah, with. No doubt. He goes, so, "No doubt." So we uh, those shows available:
0: Facebook.com/slash/pressboxsports, uh, PressboxOnline.com/slash/video, YouTube.com/slash/pressboxonline.
1: Stein and I are going to try and make it out to Sparks on the morning of the, the third the, the, to the see send the race, off The yeah. sendoff. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool.
0: Uh, we got a new print issue at PressBox that's available right now. And on the cover, a story from Bo Smolka. It's all about Lamar Jackson and the now kind of post-contract era. Joining us to discuss that, but also just to discuss what's been going on this week out in Knowings Mills, he is PressBox Ravens beat writer Bo Smolka, and he's with us now here on the program. Bo, it's Glenn and Stan. It's good to catch up, my friend. Thanks for taking the time for us, as always.
8: Good morning. You're welcome.
0: Um, Obviously, we talked a little bit last week, but that was before everybody had read the story, and now everybody's had the opportunity to get out to their neighborhood Royal Farms, pick up this print issue at box. Just take me through, Bo, as it was presented to you, what you wanted to accomplish with this month's cover story.
8: I mean, there's been so much talk about Lamar Jackson. I mean, always. There always is, right? But the question is, it's different now for Lamar Jackson and he for years we've heard people say he you know he hasn't he has no receivers he has an offense where they can't throw the ball he has this is he has this restriction he has this limitation given to him by the system and this has all held him back and now all those things that people have said have been impediments to Jackson are gone in a way, I mean, they have a new system. They have an entire new group of receivers, and he got paid, and so the dynamic is different than it had been. And so, what I wanted to do was kind of get at that. And and let's face it, the a team gives a franchise quarterback a massive mega deal because they expect him to take them to the Super Bowl. He's a franchise quarterback, and that's that, that's the expectation. That's why you. Eric Dacosta said straight out, we think he's the best quarterback in the league. So how is it different for Lamar Jackson now versus previous years? How is it different for him? I mean, how how does he approach it differently, if at all? And And, of course, a lot of these answers we can't know yet. But what I wanted to do was get a sense of the dynamic and how different the pressure is on him. And I think there's a lot more pressure on him um, now. Well, but he, he, to talk to his teammates, doesn't see it as any different at all. And he said, it. look, there's no pressure on me. I'm playing football. Tyler Huntley said to me, I'm, he's the exact same guy he's always been. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I believe that. I firmly believe that. I don't think Lamar Jackson is treating it any differently because he got paid. Well, I don't think he views it any differently in terms of, now he has got paid, and now he's expected to do this and this and this. He's a competitive guy, and he expected to do it all before. And so none of that, I think, has changed. But I think externally, and I think probably for a lot of people, they say, okay, Lamar, you've got your receivers now that you didn't have before. You don't have to rely on Seth Roberts anymore. You have Odell Beckham. And you've got a system that's going to let you show what you can do as a passer. And as Kurt Warner said in our story, okay, then, now it's time. Show us. Show us you can be that guy, too, that can throw the ball 40 times a game consistently, and here's your chance to do it. So I think that's all in play this year. Does Lamar Jackson feel any more pressure? No, I don't think he feels any more pressure. I think he sees himself as the same guy, and I think he's the same guy in the locker room. But I think there is a lot more pressure. As I said, this team has paid him to go win a Super Bowl.
1: Bo, I'm just curious if if it came up while doing this story or not. I mean, the big difference between the Ravens and Joe Flacco is that clearly Steve Bisciotti was of a mindset of, you go out there and prove it, and then we'll pay you. I had the sense all along that the Ravens had tried to engage Lamar several times seriously, and that he just kind of not not out of, like, I, I'm going to want to test free agency. He just didn't take it that seriously. Did you get that sense? Well, there's clear, there was clear
8: for a while there it was Lamar Jackson was just not interested. I think you're right. I remember Eric DaCosta telling us maybe it was <clears throat> a year and a half ago or a year ago at least when he said, we will operate at Lamar's urgency. That's what, That was DaCosta's mm-hmm. quote, and he basically was saying, You know, Lamar Jackson's not that interested in in um, in doing this now, again, without an agent. There's not an agent involved. And I don't think there was a sense of urgency on Lamar Jackson's part. And I don't know that it was I'm going to go out and win and then you'll have to pay me. Mm -hmm. I think it was just I'm just going to play and we'll get to it when we get to it.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, He is Bo Smolka. Again, this cover story is available right now, your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of those hundreds of locations around town where you find PressBox, and you can read it as well as the entire issue at PressBoxOnline.com. Bo, it was uh, certainly an interesting week uh, for the Baltimore Ravens, and the big story is uh, Marlon Humphrey dealing with uh, an injury. We don't know. There's not a defined timeline yet for Marlon Humphrey, but fear that he could miss time. The Ravens have already addressed it in one way by signing Ronald Darby, although Ronald Darby's coming off a significant injury, so you know, you kind of have to see that he's definitely going to be ready to go. Do you expect there could still be more moves that could be made by the Ravens knowing that there's an indefinite timeline for Marlon Humphrey?
8: I, I mean, sure, there could be. The problem is right now, you have to see who's out there. And, uh, you know, anyone that is, has no concerns, is not unemployed right now, right? right? So I do think they will continue to study. There'll be roster cuts at the end of the month. I absolutely think they'll be looking at those closely. Now, John Harbaugh said he does expect, like Jalen Armour-Davis just came back to practice yesterday, they expect Arthur Mollett, who they they signed this summer, to be back soon. But again, now, I mean, Jalen Armour-Davis was hardly on the field last year, so I'm not sure – he is viewed as the missing link to being this, to taking this team where it needs to be without Humphrey. So um, there's absolutely concern there. Demary Pepe Williams, he's another guy that's been hurt. Rocky Yassin is hurt. Although again, John Harbaugh thinks Rocky Yassin will be back soon. So there's one of your presumed starting corners at least will be back. Pepe Williams had ankle surgery. So he's probably, he's likely to start the season on IR and end up probably sidelined till October. So absolutely, there's still concerns. The thing with Humphrey was, the strange thing about that is he didn't miss a practice, as far as I know, all training camp. Mm-hmm. And he spoke at the podium the day before his oper- he had surgery. And he didn't indicate there was any trouble or anything at all. Now, Jonas Schaefer from the banner said he saw Humphrey kind of limping into the locker room after that practice, the first of the two joint practices with Washington. I didn't see that. But he'd been practicing all, all summer, and he was at the podium that day. And then the next morning, he's having surgery. So that was strange. Now, I will say if he just, you know, if, he, if it's been bugging him, John, I asked John Harbaugh, did he get hurt in the practice? And he said, no, it's been a lingering thing. If that's true, and, and he tried at the joint practice, and it bothered him again, and he said, well, let's get it done now, well, that probably makes more sense than trying another two weeks. And right. now, the first week of the season, you decide you have to do it. Now, you miss six games. Here it looks like he might miss a game or two. Of course, the second game is at Cincinnati, so that would be a big one. Uh, but John Harbaugh said, "Look, this is something we thought would get done now, get it over with, and and get ready. Obviously, losing him is a major problem, and and they are, you know, they're kind of at the whims of the rehab process to see where they go with it."
0: Yeah, it's not great, Bo. I, I have I have had this theory that I have floated out a couple times, and it was bef- even before the Marlon Humphrey injury. But I almost wonder if it's even more obvious now that for as much as everybody says, well, how are you going to replace Marlon Humphrey? And you got to go out and you know you sign Darby, maybe you sign Anthony Brant, whoever it is. I've I've wondered if internally the thing that the Ravens won't tell you publicly is we're intending to replace Marlon Humphrey by having the offense score more points this season and that every decision we've seen made by this team this offseason, they, they never replaced Calais Campbell. They let Justin Houston walk without doing anything to upgrade that position in any way. At best, they I mean, attempt-
1: some, some of that money has to go—I mean, it's, there's not as much money to go around. Right, because Lamar pay- Jackson, yep. Odell
0: Beckham, they drafted another receiver in the first round. They, at best— Maybe replace Marcus Peters with Sin, but that's, like, at most it's a replacement and certainly not an upgrade. Um, I, I just wonder if the part they can't say aloud is, look, the pendulum is swinging the other way, and the plan for how to make up for the loss of Marlon Humphrey is we've got to score more points with a Todd Munkin offense and committing this much to Lamar Jackson.
8: Well, they're going to have to. There's no doubt. And I think it's fair to expect the offense to score more. You, you, as you said, you've invested in it. And I think you have every right to have that return on your investment be a more productive and a higher scoring offense. I will say before Marlon Humphrey, before these injuries in the secondary, they were extremely high on this group. No, they didn't replace Calais Campbell, but people in that, in that upstairs, the coaching staff, the administrator, they, they are really high on their defensive line. Um, those young players are doing really well. I think for the first part of training camp, it's been the and through OTAs, it's been the best position group. Um, so the Clayus Campbell thing, I mean, he is a super guy. But I think they were fine moving on from him because I think they are really high on what they have up front with the offensive, with the defensive line. The edge rush group has been consistently a concern, and no one's really talking about Tyus Bowser, who hasn't been practicing mm-hmm. at all yet, and we keep waiting for him to appear. Because, again, Ajabo and Owe have looked very good this summer, but there's very little behind them right now. Um, you know, they've got a few guys that are developing. Tavius Robinson's a rookie they drafted. Um, Tyus Bowser, they think, will come back um, sometime soon. But, again, John Harbaugh has been vague about that. I did, I did, I still expect them to pick up an edge rusher along the way. Uh, I know Clowney had... You know, been given an offer reportedly, and they continue to kick the tires on edge rushers as they should. But I think they thought, and they still think, overall, it's still a good defense. And if Humphrey and Rocky Asina in the secondary were healthy, I think it'd potentially be a very good defense. Roquan Smith is just the heart of it, obviously, in the middle. Patrick Queen looks really good. So I do think, to answer your question, yeah, they expect their offense to score more, and they have every, they have every right to expect the offense to score more because they've invested a lot in it. Right. But I don't think before the injuries they were saying, well, we're, we're, we're going to win this way now. We're going to become the high-scoring team that can win, and we're not going to emphasize defense as much. No, they actually thought the defense was really good before these injuries, and I think they still think it can be if they get everybody healthy.
1: Hey, I just want to momentarily flip back to the offensive side of the ball and talk a little bit about Todd Munkin and how he intends to use uh, the tight Flowers? ends. Oh, the tight okay. end situation.
8: Right. I'm sorry. Is that, uh, you're the t- tight How end. he intends to use what?
1: The tight ends. Oh, the tight
8: ends. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I think that uh, again we see some inklings of it. He's not going to show a lot yet. There's times we've seen in the joint practices we saw formations with two tight ends um, that get on the field. I do think we will see more spread formations with just one tight end on the field. How much they use Patrick Ricard as an inline blocking tight end in running situations? I think all of that is questionable. Um, I don't think we'll see as many two tight end sets as we saw last year, but I don't think we we'll, I think we will see some. Based on what we've seen so far, I think they'll, get, they'll find times when either Ricard and Andrews are on the field together, likely in Andrews, or two two tight end combinations. I will say that for all they do, for all this offense has done, for all the new formations and all the new routes and all the new schemes, when the play breaks down, Jackson looks for Andrews. It's always been that way, and I think it always will be that way. Mm-hmm. So... I think Andrews. I think still. I think there's a very good chance Andrews still leads this team in receptions because exactly that. When the play breaks down, Lamar Jackson looks for Mark Andrews, and Mark Andrews is still a really tough guy to defend. He's competitive on every reception, so he will be a huge part of it. Um, How much they use two tight end sets, how much likely and Kolar are involved, uh, is is a, a fair question. I think they will be there some, but. These tight ends aren't going away in this offense, especially Andrews.
0: Bo, um, one of the questions that I've been wondering if if Marlon Humphrey is going to miss time in the regular season, and the Ravens are thinking we might need the offense to be a little bit hit the ground running a little bit more. Say, you know, Week Two against Cincinnati. I know that we have seen since post J.K. Dobbins, the Ravens have been utterly allergic to playing regulars in the preseason. But we're watching just about everybody else. I mean, Patrick Mahomes playing on the turf um, in New Orleans last week. Josh Allen's playing for Buffalo. Do you think there could be any thought from the Ravens that maybe if you got to get the offense going a little bit quicker, perhaps you want to get those guys out there a little bit in the next couple of weeks? Uh,
8: uh, It's good. I was leaning toward against it. I just I asked John Harbaugh that exact just specifically for this coming game against Washington. I asked him if we would see the starters and he kind of couched and said maybe a little bit more but, you know, we're pretty much going to stay with what we've done. I I just think they are wary of I think we'll see starters very little if at all. Uh, you know, we might see a couple more starters play a little bit. Um, it's so, it's a fascinating topic, right? Because if you do play Jackson and he does get 100%. hurt, Harbaugh is going to be clobbered. Yep. Um, and so, but if you don't, and they come out over three weeks and they're scuffling, ah, oh, you should have played him in the preseason. In a way, Harbaugh can't really win. Mm-hmm. So he's got to go with his gut here. And I think his gut right now is keep these guys ready for the preseason. They got the joint practices, which were pretty well controlled and pretty, um competitive and they got a good look at another team and i think we will i don't think we'll see jackson and i think we won't see many of the starters
1: but what about the the running back situation is there any new news on dobbin oh, he's back this, this he this was back this week Stan. okay yeah big, uh, back.
8: dobbins it. yeah dobbins is practicing uh he's on the field doing individual work he looks good Uh, In the joint practices, he didn't take part in any of the full 11-on-11 drills with Washington. Again, he's only been back for a couple days now. He looks good. The running back group looks good. And Keaton Mitchell, the undrafted rookie from East Carolina, looks terrific. And if I were to make a 53-man roster right now, I think he'd make the team. I think there's a chance they keep him as a fourth running back and as a special teamer. Um, It's not lost on me that he was seen as a kick returner and as a punt gunner. And those are issues where if you're a fourth running back, you make this team, yeah. so and he's got burst. he showed it on that long touchdown run that got called back in the preseason game. I think he's I think he's looked very good, so the running back group looks good, and dobbins, I mean again, they're they're ramping him up, as John Harbaugh calls it. I think it's clear there's not a whole lot wrong with him physically. I think that he is getting up to his like camp football shape. Speed going out day after day after day, uh, and I don't think we'll see him play in the preseason. But I do think he's going to do more and more in practice. He'll start probably start doing some eleven on eleven stuff, and I, I think physically he looks good.
1: I got one more for you, Bo. Uh, watching the uh, preseason, the first preseason game, it just hit me how fantastic Justin Tucker is. I mean, <laughs> it's just it's hmm. like money in the bank. Do you expect us to see the same decision-making by John Harbaugh where you have the best kicker in the game and you incessantly want to go for it on fourth down and give up points that can come back to bite you in the uh, butt later in the game?
8: (laughs) Yeah, he does. I mean, that's a decision that always comes up because you're right. I mean, Tucker kicks a 60-yard field goal in the first preseason game. Um, and I mean, I think uh, someone said they saw John Tucker or John Harbaugh on the TV feed say like "Wow" or something, which I didn't yeah, see. But I'd I, I was
1: amazed think. by it. I
8: yeah. mean, it doesn't nothing with Tucker surprises you anymore. He's so he's just so good. The funny thing is, if he has a day where he misses two in practice, then some people are, are worried about him. <laughs> he is as pure as they come in in the now. As for the decision making, it is very interesting because John Harbaugh does he'll almost always go on fourth and one um fourth and short and we know sometimes he's 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 opted against a field goal very makeable field goal to try to control the ball try the clock to keep moving because he thinks his offense is getting a first down sometimes i wonder if that's a matter of showing faith in your offense and saying yeah you guys can go out and get this go get it um and and it's a faith in your defense if we don't get it, our defense is going to stop it but when it doesn't work and you have Tucker on the sideline and he doesn't take three points that look like they're easy, then it can look really bad. Um, The bigger thing with Tucker is as I, I forget what coach it was last year or maybe a year before said the Ravens just have this weapon that others don't have. I mean, they can, they can make decisions and play calls from say the opponent 42 yard line knowing, well, yeah, if we don't make it, sure. We'll try a 59 yard field goal. And they, and it's, it's not even much of a hesitation that they want to try a 59-yard field goal. Well, lot of teams aren't going to do that. So he's a weapon that no one else has. He has been for years, and he's still at the top of his game. There's
0: no question about that. At B Smolka on Twitter is how you follow him. Of course, PressBoxOnline.com is where you see his stuff. Uh, will you be in uh, Landover on Monday night?
8: I will not. I have another appointment I have to do that afternoon, and if you know yeah, getting the landover any time <laughs> is not easy. It is not yeah, easy.
1: So You need to plan that out for, out for a weekend.
3: weekend. Yeah.
8: yeah. Yeah, getting it out of there is a nightmare. But um I I think I, I won't be there, but you know, I'll watch it and we'll we'll write off it. But no, I can't go down there.
0: Understood. Bo appreciate you, man. It, we Bo. Talk we'll again. talk
1: Thursday, Bo.
8: All right, take All right. care.
0: Thanks, Bo. Best box, Ravens beat writer Bo Smolka with us here on at GCR.
1: He's going to do our uh, Zoom this He'll be Thursday. joining you and the Gary, Gary Stein. Gary won't be able oh, to do it Thursday. just you. Yep. Just you. We tried to jiggle him to be able to do it Wednesday, but he's going to the Oreo game Wednesday
0: night. Well, that's you know what? It's better. It's, yeah, it's let's better. just be honest. Well, it's Stein, better. You well, know. Stein. It just brings everything down. Yeah. Today's show brought to you by your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. This hour, Matthew Edsel will make a trip down to Delmarva to catch up with him, and then we will chat with Baltimore native and Commander's Cornerback Kendall Fuller. That's all on the way. Stan the Fan is here. It's Glenn Clark Radio.
1: Catch that festival feeling in Charm City. Everywhere you go, you'll find exciting entertainment, delicious eats, and endless summertime fun. Cheer on the O's at Camden Yards. Pick crabs by the waterfront. Beat the heat inside a world-class museum. And make memories that will last a lifetime. Go to baltimore.org for more information and to plan your visit.
2: It's game on every day at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Here, you're in on every play with 100-foot screens at Sports & Social, the best table games action, and FanDuel Sports. Sportsbook all just steps away. The best bar bites and drinks to in steaks and curated cocktails. Your game day only gets better when matched up with Live's distinguished dining options. Late game? No problem. Our luxury hotel awaits. Live Casino and Hotel Maryland is the place to be on game day and every day. For more information, visit www.maryland.livecasinohotel.com at Arundel Mills. Must be 21. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call one 800 gambler
5: All electronic Tolling is here to stay in Maryland and DriveEasyMD.com helps you cruise a little easier. We're Maryland's tolling resource. Home to EasyPass, pay by plate and video tolling. It's never been easier to pay your way. DriveEasyMD.com will keep you moving.
1: Picking a restaurant to try for the first time? Let's look at the Costas Inn. Here's a few checklist items. Quality of the food, check. Quality of service, check. Does restaurant have plenty of free parking, check. And finally, does restaurant have delicious steamed crabs, crab cakes, crab soup, and specials galore? Check, check, check. Costas Inn, 4100 North Point Boulevard. They check all the boxes.
2: The latest edition of PressBox is available now. On the cover, Bo Smolka dives into what's next for Lamar Jackson after receiving one of the biggest contracts in football history. Is Lamar ready to take the Ravens to the next level, now with a new offensive coordinator and new wide receivers? Also inside, we look at what new football coaches Brian Newberry and Pete Shinnick bring to Navy and Towson, respectively. And we meet players from the college football and soccer programs around the state. PressBox is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores. And you can always find the entire higher edition as well as the best daily coverage of the O's, Ravens, and Serps at PressBoxOnline.com.
4: Another exciting weekend of affordable family fun at Prince George's Stadium with the Bowie Bay Sox. It's the return of Grateful Dead Night on Friday the 18th. A special t-shirt package is available. Back-to-back fireworks carry on to Saturday the 19th with our Baytoberfest. Get some beer specials while you enjoy the game. And get here early on Sunday for a pregame meet-the-team autograph session. Get your tickets now by calling 301-805-6000 or anytime online at baysox.com. The Bowie Bay Sox. Let us be your 9 ending vacation.
5: That first sip.
7: If you need more of Glenn, you can also hear him every Sunday with Rita on 105.7 The Fan. But also, if you need more of Glenn, um, what's wrong with you?
0: Back in here on GCR as we continue along on a Friday edition of the program. Stan The Fan Charles in studio with us. Orioles Athletics series gets underway tonight. I did not see who the Athletics were pitching. They had not announced it as of last night. I don't know if they've
2: announced pitchers. I thought
1: pitchers. they were pitching Waldachuk and Sears I think, and I think Medina.
2: Yeah, Medina tonight, I think, okay. is the way it should line up. And then Waldachuk I, I believe that, because
0: for tomorrow. some reason, they're yeah. not announcing it. Who are we
1: it. starting? Who are we starting?
0: Gibson, Irvin, and Bradish are the okay. three for the weekend. Okay. And then, of course, the Orioles will be off on Monday before coming back home next for Tuesday. Three against Toronto. Exactly Right. Um, a couple of things that we had uh, not really... I, I, I have no idea how much you've been paying attention to this Michael Orr story this week. A little bit. It is one of the most bizarre stories. Yeah, it's very, and it is right. Very
1: kind of disappointing, the it, overall.
0: It's it's disappointing, but yet I find myself with more questions. Mm, yeah. At every time somebody says anything about this, apparently in Michael Orr's first book, he wrote about... The conservatorship, right? And so everybody said, "How can you claim you didn't know about the conservatorship? You wrote it about in the book, right?" Which then everybody else said, "Yeah, the problem is Michael Orr doesn't. He didn't really write write the book. His right. first book, right? Like it said Michael Orr had written the book, right. but it wasn't really written by Michael Orr.
1: So it's." So, Every, he so then, that begs the question: Did he read? Did he even the book? read his own book,
0: yeah. right? And I do remember, like, he wasn't even all that interested because he was here when the first book came out. It came right. out very quickly thereafter, um, the Blind Side, and he didn't really have a whole lot of interest in promoting the book. Like, I remember talking to him then, like, "Hey, do you want to? Do you want to come on? on? Right. Do you want?" And he was like, "Eh, you know, like, he, I'm, I think I'm good." <laughs> I'm I was like, think I'm good?" Didn't Never you? Heard anybody didn't you put out a book? <laughs> and um, this is the weird part. So Stan, he was supposed to join us in the studio next Monday morning. Michael was because he's got this second book out. Okay, right? And, and has this has been canceled. Oh, or? it was canceled this okay. week. We got the. Uh, well, and the funny part was the all. funny part was on Monday when all this you know like came out. I messaged the publicist. I said, "Hey, are we still good for Monday?" She said, "Oh, absolutely. He'll yeah. be here."
1: I, I'm just curious. Is it, is it the possibility, like so many athletes have gone through their money, that he was like, "Where am I going to get money?" I, and uh, wait a minute. There's this right. Yeah, a lot of like, people I seem let to it have, go. All a lot, these lot years. of people seem to have profited off of Michael Ora over yeah, the
0: years. That I didn't really see that profit the same way.
1: Right. And. And while he was playing and earning money... Not all that much of a concern to him. Exactly right. Now he's turning around. Hey, I'm 33 years old. Yeah. And I don't have much money. Correct. Where did all the money go? 100%. the Tuohys have the money.
0: It's it's extraordinarily awkward. It's extraordinarily uncomfortable. Well, it's not uncomfortable as how our next guest has performed since he was drafted by the Baltimore Orioles, selected in the 10th round out of Southern Miss, and uh, it's been pretty good so far to start things off for Matthew Edsel of the Delmarva Shorebirds, who's with us now here on GCR. Matthew, it's Glenn and Stan in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you, man. Thanks for taking a couple of minutes for us. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. It's uh, it's great to chat with you. I, I wonder, you know, take me through the draft because, you know, this is a moment that you wait for and, you know, it's life-changing no matter what. But knowing what's been going on with the Orioles, like, was it even more meaningful for you when the call came from this franchise and you thought to yourself, like, oh, man, this could be a franchise that could be winning a World Series in the next couple of years?
9: Oh, absolutely. So I was actually in the... Cape Cod while the draft was going on and I got the call while I was in the dugout <laughs> uh, so that was pretty cool but definitely wait, when I wait, saw those what do Baltimore
0: you Orioles wait, wait, do you and, allow, hang uh, on a second I need to know more about this like when, you get, when you're when you in the dugout and you get the call do you allow yourself like hey, hey Skip can I walk out for five minutes like call my parents like, or do you just say oh, yeah. alright cool I gotta go out and, and, and take it at bat in a minute here it
9: was about an hour before game time. Okay,
3: all right.
1: So There was plenty of time.
0: Yeah, you're you're able to enjoy it at that point. I respect that.
1: But yeah, go. I mean, what what it meant
0: for you? That what is the Orioles?
9: Yeah, once I saw those Baltimore Orioles, just knowing the history um, with the number one prospects the last few years and how well that they've been developing players, I just saw that they were ranked the number one development system in baseball. and I mean, who wouldn't want to be a part of that?
0: No doubt about it. It's, it's uh, it's gone pretty well for you. The start has been pretty good for you too. Um, I, I, you know, I, I know this is part of your good baseball player. It's as simple as that, but how happy have you been that like your first taste of pro ball has gone so swimmingly?
9: Oh, it's been amazing. I mean, this is what I've been wanting to do for my whole life. And, uh, just wanted to go out there and have fun. And, uh, Hope that good things would happen. And so far, it's been pretty great. I'm pretty sure it's
0: supposed to be harder than this, by the way. I don't think it's supposed to be this easy when you make the jump to pro ball.
9: M-
1: Matthew, uh,
9: I'm sure sure uh, it'll come and get me a little bit later on. Yeah. but uh, Matthew, There's a learning curve that goes with it. And uh, once that hits me, I'm going to do everything I can to get back to where I am.
1: Matthew, a question about your speed and the speed of uh, your teammate, Mr. Bradfield. Uh, you, you've you stolen seven bases, only been thrown out once. He's 13-0. and 0. Uh, how, how big a part, first of all, do you admire that part of his game?
9: Oh, absolutely. I mean, honestly, I'm a big competitive guy, so we have a little competition going on on <laughs> Who can steal more bases, Shoot. and I have a little catch up to do, obviously. But <laughs> um, yeah, we're just trying to help each other out. He's definitely helped me um, with stealing bases. Just watching him, so it's been incredible.
1: I just want to be sure of something: the the new bases that we see in the major leagues—that's what they're using now in the minor leagues, too. Correct? And is that impacting yes, the ability to steal bases? Because it's so slight a difference but it is a difference.
9: Oh, absolutely. I mean, every inch you, every extra inch you have to deal a base is highly important. Um, you can get a little bit bigger leads because uh, when you slide into the bag, you have a little bit more room for error. Yep. And uh, I remember the first day we got to Pro Bowl, we all saw the bases, how big they were. And they ended up bringing out one that we were using from college and we didn't realize actually how big the bases are compared to college. Uh, so, yeah, you see it in the MLB this year on how much the stolen bases have gone up. Yep. And taking into account the pickoff rule now um, makes base running a bigger part of the game for sure, ceiling
0: bags. He is Matthew Etzel with us here on GCR. The Shorebirds are home this weekend. If you're headed down to the beach, you might want to stop off because tonight is Gunner Henderson Bobblehead Night. Wow. At Purdue Stadium. Also this weekend, fireworks night, Scrapple Night, a celebration of Scrapple. Get some folks from Delaware down that way. And uh, also on Sunday, I'm going to, by the way, Matthew Edsel, I'm guessing you've never had Scrapple in your life. It's just a, a rough guess. Can I assume that's correct? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just if you're not from this area, there's absolutely no reason why you would ever tried Scrapple. But that can change. Uh, kids run the bases on Sunday. A lot going on with the Shorebirds this weekend.
1: Hey, Matthew, let me just jump in real quick. Any shot you could snag Glenn and I both? Uh, and some Gunner Henderson bobbleheads I uh, just put yeah, away for you your pals yeah. up
0: here? We wouldn't mind that. <laughs> Shoot, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> I appreciate, I'm sure you will. appreciate you putting in the effort. That means a lot um i want to know a little bit more about your game because like as stan mentioned clearly stolen bases your speed a huge part of the game um you 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 hit really well at the college level you're obviously hitting really well it it, do you feel like that the power thing could still be coming we saw some home runs like where exactly do you feel like your game can go now as you progress as a pro um
9: so in college, I was more of like a line drive guy. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't hit too many homers, yep. but I'm trying to hit the ball more in the air here now. And over the next couple of years, I'm going to be working on getting my those up over the course of the season. And anytime I get on base, I'm trying to steal, no matter the situation or what it is, I feel like if I can get to second or third or turn a single into a triple. I mean, that's going to help our team score runs.
0: I think there's no doubt about it. I think it's something the Orioles have prioritized in the last couple of years is trying to have more and more speed. And so it seems like it's a completely perfect fit. Um, I, I, I guess, you know, getting adjusted, Stan brought up uh, Enrique. Are there other guys from this draft class that you've connected with already and you've developed, like, you know, in such a short amount of time, some relationships as, you know, it's, it's sort of like a college all over again kind of being dumped in a new place.
9: I mean, honestly, I've developed a relationship with all of our whole draft class over the couple of weeks that we were in Sarasota working out. Um, we all had the same locker room and, or clubhouse, so we were able to connect in there every day. And Tavion, uh, Matt, Jalen or the other ones here right now, and we're all really close to each other, so it makes this whole process a, a
0: lot of fun. It's cool. It's really really cool. And what have you learned so far about expectations from the Orioles, right? Like, what is it that you've you've the feedback you've gotten from them, and what they want to see you prioritize as you make this adjustment to pro ball?
9: Just understanding that it's a process, and that it's everything's long term. That nothing can be. Um, really like accomplish or fix in one day um it might take a couple months to start mastering or learning some things about how to get better in some sort of aspects and uh just believe in the process and that over time when you get better you'll be it'll show in the games and uh hopefully Within those couple of years, you'll be, in the big leagues playing.
1: Matthew, uh, one of the things I noticed right off the bat, you got an on base percentage of four twenty two. In the Mike Elias era here in Baltimore, it just seems like one of the main things when he's looking at hitters is how they control the strike zone. It, were you were you always somebody that that saw on base? as being an important part of the game? I mean, it may sound like a stupid question, but there's an awful lot of hitters that get up there I just want to swing. and swing at one swing. Do you like to work the count? Is that part of your game?
9: Um, I just want, like, a good pitch to hit. But um, in college and uh, summer this year, I was the leadoff hitter for probably 100 games in a row. So, anything I could do to get on base and that role was my main priority. And then once I got on base, to steal <clears throat> second and third um, to help us score. Um, so, yeah, on-base percentage, I think, is super important. There's some situations where you want to drive runners in. Some situations where you want to get on base, but getting on base and stealing bags is also Obviously, got to help this game every time.
0: You know, he says he's not really, you know, the home run, the power thing hasn't been a huge part of his game, but he's already got a grand slam so far. Wow. right? And, like, he's already got one. I, I, I imagine that had to be a pretty cool as, – as someone who hasn't been a huge power hitter, I imagine hitting a grand slam, like, really quickly in your pro career had to be a pretty good feeling.
9: Oh, it was amazing. Yeah. Um It's actually my second ever grand slam I've ever hit um, in
0: all levels of baseball. Wow. So – that one doesn't suck. That one doesn't suck for sure. All right. Uh, at Edsel ETZEL34 on Twitter. Yeah, and,
1: go ahead. And sir. I have to apologize, Matt. I looked you up now. I had you under the Delmarva Shorebirds individual stats. That had seven stolen yeah, bases. Yeah, you are stealing. Now you're nine. Right. Was yeah, a, I, I sure changed you. What a jerk he
0: is. What yeah. a jerk this guy is, man. Yeah. You got to give you got to give him his love. got to give him his props. Edsel 34 on Twitter is how you follow him. Matthew, really appreciate taking the time, the time for us. Best of luck as you move forward, and we'll be looking forward to chatting with you more as you make your way through the system, all right? Awesome. Appreciate it. Thank you, bud. Matthew Edsel of the Delmarva Shorebirds with us here on
1: GCR. It not sound like we're getting that gunner. He's... Didn't sound real enthusiastic about snagging us, Gunnar. Yeah, Henderson I don't bubble. think
0: that might not be there. Yeah.
1: I mean, we can try to ask somebody
0: else. <laughs> Enrique Bradfield liked us a lot when he yeah, was on with us. Sure
1: Maybe we can. How ask. many stolen bases does he have? Total? That's yeah, a good point, Bradfield, right? Yeah, because you 13, aren't looking
0: at his uh, Delmarva. Probably numbers, got fifteen right? or sixteen, you include now. the rookie league ball. Uh, yeah. Hang on a second. Enrique Bradfield has combined. Uh, only fourteen. Okay. <laughs>
1: So he's he's catching them.
0: It's true. He's right in that neighborhood, right in that neighborhood. All right, when we come back in, Kendall Fuller, the Commanders, Baltimore native, Ravens Commanders, Monday Night Football coming up Monday night down in Landover. We'll talk to him about it next. It's Glenn Clark Radio hike to new heights. The best view is yours in Washington County. Our iconic scenic overlooks provide some of the most breathtaking vistas in the mid-Atlantic. Some are very easy walks, some can be driven to, and some are the payoff for a moderate to difficult hike. All are near quaint small towns that offer great dining, shopping, hiking gear, and more. Explore our five national parks for iconic vistas and wineries with breathtaking views. Visit our quaint historic towns and make your stay unforgettable learn more at visit hagerstown.com maryland be open
6: america's biggest bike race returns to maryland sunday september 3rd as 120 of the world's best cyclists race the maryland cycling classic presented by united healthcare come enjoy the free fan zones and festival with interactives food and drink beginning at noon then see the exciting race conclusion from 3 to 5 p.m in the inner harbor Come be loud, be proud, and let the world hear you. For more information, go to maryland Classic.us.
1: Soak up summertime fun in Charm City. Enjoy only in Baltimore festivals, mouthwatering eats, and endless entertainment. Cheer on the O's at Camden Yards. Pick crabs by the waterfront. Beat the heat inside a world-class museum and make memories that will last a lifetime. Go to Baltimore.org for more information and to plan your visit.
4: You feel
0: that? That's the sound of football coming back, and now's the time to place your preseason bets with SuperBook Sports. SuperBook is the most trusted name in Vegas, and now you can use my promo code GlennClark23 to score up to two hundred fifty dollars with their first bet bonus. Win or lose, they'll match your first bet up to two hundred fifty dollars with the promo code GlennClark23, all one word, no spaces, two N's in Glenn. Don't miss out this football season. Win some money with SuperBook sports and that promo code glennclark23 visit superbook.com for terms and conditions gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER
1: I'm Michael Jan Grandy president of AJ Michaels your carrier energy expert for 44 years save money energy and make your home more comfortable and virus-free find us at ajmichaels.com that's ajmichaels.com Maryland drivers, did you know you can save up to
5: 77% on tolls with an Easy Pass Maryland discount plan? That's right, 77%. It's never been easier. Pick the plan that's right for you at driveezmd.com. We'll keep you moving. It's a Maryland thing.
1: Picking a restaurant to try for the first time? Let's look at the Costas Inn. Here's a few checklist items. Quality of the food, check. Quality of service, check. Does restaurant have plenty of free parking, check. And finally, does restaurant have delicious steamed crabs, crab cakes, crab soup, and specials galore? Check, check, check. Costas Inn, 4100 North Point Boulevard. They check all the boxes. Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4.
5: Available in hybrid or gas-only models, a RAV4 can get you where you want to go in
7: style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. Check out pressboxonline.com every day to find daily winners and betting advice from Jeremy Kahn. And if you want some advice about life decisions that you probably shouldn't make, here's Glenn Clark. Well, all right then. Best uh, laid
0: plans of mice and men. Unfortunately, uh, apparently Kendall Fuller is not going to be able to join us this morning. Uh, Griffin will deal with that and figure out what's going on. But that's all right because it means more of Stan and I. And we actually prepared and we we need a mic. I, though. I
1: only had like about, I only had about, you know so much in me today oh you know you, i you was counting on the fuller thing to, so you're saying i'm like i'm like the, I'm like
0: the dance man. routine we prepared uh, earlier
1: you're no, not ready to do that I, i'm now? not ready to do that no 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 well, we had in fact stand. i might stand i might start talking a little bit like matthew at oh you might end <laughs> up <laughs> you all right
0: everything okay <laughs> over fine. there i'm fine you look like you've I'm been struggling fine. a little I bit this morning in my
1: eye my eye hurts.
0: All right. Well, My let's get that straightened up. Yeah. Well, oh, you're an work. ophthalmologist? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, can, I can help in that. I'm so glad you asked. I can absolutely <laughs> help in that department. Uh, I was wondering if um, – the bummer is I was looking forward to chatting about how um, they were all fighting this week. Was, the
1: fighting Fullers.
0: Boy, no, I mean, not just the – I mean, everybody. It was uh, – these teams practiced against each other. It was fight and fight and fight and fight. Um, and if you didn't see it yesterday – uh, Danny Johnson is a cornerback for the Commanders and apparently strained his rotator cuff because he was body slammed by Mark Andrews during one of these it's fights uh, between these teams. So I was a little bit worried that might some of this might carry over. Maybe that's the real reason why Kendall Fuller bailed. Yeah, yeah, says, yeah. I'm Baltimore. Not, I'm not I'm talking. Not, I'm gonna, yeah, not we're not we're, talking. we're pissed off about Baltimore right now. We're not doing any of that. Um, as these two teams were, it was things got very chippy between well, these teams both days both days there was one there was a big fight on the first day and then there were a couple of fights on the second day i, I you know we, we remember stan of course covering so many training camps in years past and when they were doing two days in in the worst of the heat yeah i mean it would get there would be, be in, some chippy in, moments Inter-team fights regularly i mean regularly we don't see nearly as much of that in recent years or maybe it's because i don't go out there anymore. well what about
1: this thing with the uh colorado uh you know Pro- coach prime is all ticked off at the players on his team okay that didn't participate in this in the fights oh i don't know anything in, about inter- that what's inter- the story inter- squad fight. yeah
0: what yeah i don't know anything about this story yeah. Deion sanders oh. Go ahead.
2: Well, yeah, I'll see. I was trying to see if I can find a video here for you. All right, I think
0: I I, think I do have one. I don't know about the video. I've got what I've got here is a story from ESPN. Uh, most football coaches preach about players keeping their cool in the dog days of August, when temperatures and tempers both tend to flare. Not Dion Sanders. Not Dion Sanders. The Colorado coach upbraided some of his players Tuesday, not for fighting, but for not fighting. A brief fracas followed Anthony Hankerson's touchdown run up the middle in a goal-line drill when safety Jaden Milliner-Jones grabbed the running back by his jersey and tossed him to the ground well after he scored. Massive offensive tackle Gerard Christian Lichtenhan, who packs 310 pounds onto foot ten frame, didn't appreciate the late aggression and let Milliner-Jones know it. A lot of pushing, shoving, and hollering ensued as several teammates joined in, although many seemed to be simply trying to keep the peace. Some assistants ran into the fray and separated the players in the middle of the fight. Moments later, as the offense huddled, Coach Prime stepped in and let his players know he wasn't happy with what he had just witnessed. Quote, I seen two of you walking off over there and you've got a key teammate fighting, Sanders groused. Where they do that at? Where they do that at? Not here, his players replied. Quote, if one fights... We, we all fight. Freak. Sanders fumed. Mm. You understand that? I don't want to see you all walking off when somebody's fighting. Never again. I
2: believe I have the video. Do you want to?
0: Uh, I mean, I, I, I guess. I, don't I, know. I, I think I'm there sure. might be
2: some NS uh, NSFW uh, sound at the very end. There's a there's a one player uses a curse word.
0: Well, I don't, I, if okay. you do, you think okay. it's meaningful? Yeah. Do you think? I, I, right, I don't. Whatever. Whatever. Go ahead. I thought I had. All right. Never mind then. <laughs> If one, first, it's Kendall Fuller, now it's the audio. It's just. It's, it's, it's all conspiring. Yeah, right? Rough end of it. It's r- all against you. Remember what you said about this? Maybe we needed to move on? All right, I was, got it. Yeah. You sure? Yes. Okay.
6: This I seen two of y'all walking off over there, and you got to keep teammate fighting. What are they do to that?
3: Nowhere. Nowhere.
6: What are they
8: doing there? that? Not Nowhere. here in one fight we all fight you understand that no, no. i don't want to see y'all
0: walking off when somebody's fight yes sir never again oh, Just walk no, sir. Off. Come on. i was in there no, man right. <laughs> <laughs> all right so i'm i'm torn here i'm torn here because i have no doubt that like an old school football person is like hell yeah that's yeah. the way it works yeah
1: Whereas on the flip side. Yeah, you see, this guy got body slammed by Mark Andrews. Right. Now he might miss six weeks. Like the, the stupidity
0: of imagine a, te- a fight between teammates, teammates right. being what sidelines one of them when you got to play TCU to open the season.
1: And, and wanting it to escalate to include more people, correct. more potential for injury.
0: And now is this going to continue to linger and tomorrow is there still did, going to be more bad blood between the offense did, and the defense? Did
1: those players sound they didn't sound like oh, the, they're, they, they're, they, they went they reluctant, no? Yeah, right. It was here. a very <laughs> re, it was not a <laughs> not yes, a, sir. It was a very
0: reluctant here. not here. <laughs> not here, not here. Like not the not way not that like my here. son responds when I say, Graham, what are you supposed to do? clean my room <laughs> like <laughs> it definitely does not sound Can't like a committed. yes sir coach prime yes. sir <laughs> type of response to it um yeah i i that's kind of cr- but we don't we don't see fighting inner team fighting the same way and i feel like that's because at some point the coaches have wised up and said we're not having that right
1: like we're not
0: having that anymore Whereas once upon a time it it's too
1: was much, too, too much, too many ways football players can get injured. You know, Earl Weaver used to always hate that that um, you know tit for tat when somebody would throw it. Mm, at, you know, I, his pitchers he never wanted his yeah, pitchers. We're not, we're not to, escalating this, right? We're not yeah. escalating it. We're not getting one of our offensive players. Correct. We're, like en- we're Murray. ending. We're ending, ending it. We're
0: right. ending this. Because nothing good and is coming. it's smarter from it. to end it. Correct. It's much smarter to end yeah. it because it doesn't help anyone. Yeah. And then particularly when bad teams are involved that just don't yeah. care and have nothing to lose. If like, you're really
1: ticked off after the game, you take a shiv. That's exactly and, and, okay. outside the locker room. You've always said that. Yeah, of it's, course. Stan said that. Used of to. Of course. Stan said actually. I don't, we, wanna, was, I don't want my players fighting get hurt when there were issues. Again, yeah. When
0: there were issues at WFBR, that's actually how Stan yeah. handled them, yeah. right? I, like I, he always was. Got a shiv. That's the way it had I to have go. A shiv right now. Now that's weird. I did yeah. not know you still
3: carried it I with you to this shiv.
0: day. I'm a bit surprised by that revelation. Um, but yeah, it got it got chippy as hell this yeah. week between the Ravens and the Commanders. And you assume that's just seeing somebody in a different color. And right. um, a lot has been made about how the the preseason games have been replaced by these inter-team practices mm. as being the relevant part, what matters. And there's a bunch of guys who looked at that this week and said, this is my chance to, to make, make my statement yeah. and to prove something because this is what I'm being told is the it's most like important part of game It's like their man of La Mancha moment. Kind of, yeah. right? Let's, this is my wait. moment. <laughs> this is, yeah, 100% um i had this uh i had malik ham on the radio show last night the baltimore native uh, from city college who's a rookie with the ravens right now and is trying to figure out a way onto the team and it's an uphill battle for him coming out of the patriot league but you know he ab- ab- abused and i can't remember the name of the player for the commanders that he beat the tar out of the other day and like that's now viral and now t- people are seeing it and for him it's not just that like the Ravens see it. It's that now it's on the internet and perhaps they're... At, so I get it. Like this is These inter-team practices have been the things. I brought this up with Bo and I'll give it to you. The Ravens have been seemingly allergic ever since J.K. Dobbins got hurt in a preseason game. It has, has seemed to be a breaking point for the Ravens as a franchise. Now, I have said over and over again, I am in favor of it. I am good with the starters, the regulars, not playing at all in the preseason. Because I just don't think there's nearly enough of a reward to make up for any risk at all of those guys getting injured in those situations. But it was brought up to me the other night, mm-hmm. this thought that if the Ravens offense needs to pick up the slack a little bit more to start the season this year, because Marlon Humphrey's going to be sidelined and we already had questions about edge rush, things like that. With a new coordinator, with a lot of new parts, with Lamar Jackson coming off an injury, Odell Beckham coming off an injury, Rashad Bateman coming off an injury, is there any argument for get those guys out there a little bit in preseason games to hope that they are hitting the ground running a little bit more in the regular season?
1: It sure seems like uh, the double whammy a couple years back of Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins has spoiled the 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 – Dynamic players on your offense just simply aren't going to play. You know. Are you good? Are you good with that? Yeah, I, I I've got to be after watching that. You know. I, I, I mean, there, and and you can chop it up any way you want to. You know, hiring new strength coaches. Uh, you know stretching more Mm -hmm. there was nothing that could have prevented that injury to jk dobbins it
0: was a helmet to a knee i I mean like that
3: happens in
1: football
0: that's the way it goes right like it was against washington two years ago and it was a little bit later like the argument you could make was you already knew at that point that jk dobbins he was going into his second season you knew he was a significant player on your team and if i remember correctly it was in the second half was it really? Game? I thought it was like the second quarter. Maybe it maybe was it late like in the second quarter. Yeah. It, it was not like the it first wasn't series the first or of the or second series, right? yeah. So the, the argument that a lot of people were making at the time was, why was J.K. Dobbins still it in, in the And wasn't in the game, same game? That Gus Edwards got or hurt? Or was Edwards a different game? I don't remember the yeah. Gus Edwards. I just, I know. The I, double whammy of I, that. I say I know as a fact that the J.K. Dobbins thing yeah. was influential in John Harbaugh's way of thinking. No it was, question
2: it was only six minutes
0: into the game. It was, it was, only it six was the minutes? first quarter. I thought it was. Yeah. I thought it was more into the game than it was than that. So, you know, even Don't,
1: that, let, the, don't let the facts get in the way. Yeah, have a good, good story.
0: A hundred percent. Right now, I'm completely wrong about it. I yeah. will acknowledge that. Unlike other people, we just you know keep going.
1: I mean, the double whammy of that and the the complications with Ronnie Stanley. It was like that team was yeah, shot in correct. the foot at the beginning of the season.
0: Oh no, it felt like that team carried a, 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 a black, cloud black cloud over up. it entirely, and obviously Lamar Jackson yeah, I was ultimately got on hurt. Every week, too, for a little while, that was a smart thing to do. And then, I'm kidding, know. I didn't, I didn't jinx them. All right, you jerk. Um, I, I still, I'll maintain this in, entirely. Right, like I, it is weird to me. I, I stand. I watched Reed and I were doing the show on Sunday, and I looked up at the TV and I see Patrick Mahomes. On, on dome turf. Yeah. Like, what? Sliding on dome turf in a preseason game. I'm like, what in the world is going on here? Like, what? How is it possibly worth it? But, and it's weird because, you know, you think that John Harbaugh and Andy Reid's mentalities have been pretty simpatico over the years. Old school, hard-nosed, tough, push him in practice. John Harbaugh obviously has pushed the rules of how much he's able to practice. Over the years, there have been those things, but yet there's a total separation now where John Harbaugh has just sort of said no, like not doing it, not playing those players in the preseason. Mm -hmm. It won't happen, whereas even Andy Reid still continues to put in a road preseason game, Mm -hmm. put Patrick Mahomes out there. So it's interesting to me. But I am largely with you where Mm -hmm. I would say it's just not worth it Mm -hmm. to me. You want to play the grid since
1: we have a minute? You want to do that? (laughs) I guess we have could. you played yet today? Um the grid? Yeah, have you I'm in I'm into it now. I You're doing a, it right now? New, I need a New York Met with a hundred RBIs and he's gotta be I think Rusty Staub. Wow. Keith Hernandez I would have
0: assumed Keith Hernandez would have been a good answer. Gary there. Carter I would be a good I did I mean, did
1: Strawberry not have a hundred RBIs? I just think he'd be too popular. Oh, okay. You know the Rarity Score. Although my Rarity Score's already shot. I'm two players in. You know who like screwed 11%. me on
0: Rarity Score yesterday? I, I I had a great grid yesterday. I can't believe everybody apparently from Minnesota, Seattle used the same player. I could not believe this guy was 50. Like it was like 46 percent. Who
1: was it you used? Former Oriole. From Played for Minnesota and Seattle. Seattle yeah. One
0: I, season in Baltimore. Very I meaningful used Tim Beckham. Season. You used Tim uh, Beckham, that's, and a that's a good one. Zero point eight percent. That's a good one. I used Nelson Cruz. Not expecting it to okay. be one oh, yeah, percent, yeah. right? right? Like right, I didn't right. think that. But considering one yeah. percent. It was crazy to me how many people yeah. used Nelson Cruz yesterday. Yeah. Um I had a I, I had a good day otherwise yesterday.
2: Yeah. I used Ben Re- Ben Revere was a seven percent for the Phillies in twent yeah or whatever yeah was that what it was Philly Twins? Philly's Twins Phillies Twins yeah Ben okay. Revere was 7% I thought that I, was high
1: I don't know what happened on one of my grids and I admit openly I play three a day I play them on each <laughs> right I play them on my laptop and I take guesses early on the first device mm-hmm. I use mm-hmm. and then I try and hone it I had Mike Schmidt yesterday and as your were... as, as the guy who had been an all-star and an MVP yes and I hit Mike Schmidt, and it registered as a guess, but didn't give me. Ooh, and then I did it again later. I said, something must have gone wrong. wrong there. Hey, you got to be careful I, that I, you're, you are plugged into the block you're talking about. That's
0: exactly what happens yeah. to me. Yeah. I know the answer, and I just clicked on the wrong block, yeah. and it screws me. Yeah. You know who got me a point zero one percent for wow. All-Star and MVP yesterday?
1: Uh I, I did Fred Lynn. That's a good one. That's a good one.
0: Yeah. I got I got Dale Murphy. Not Dale Murphy. I used him for uh for the, Philly for the Atlanta. Fin-
3: yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, okay. Uh
2: I, I wanted to use him for Atlanta MVP night. That's right. I he played for the Phillies. Uh-huh. What
1: percent was it? It was a low per I uh-huh. I like was surprised by how low a- yeah, it was something like that for Dale Murphy. I had a couple great ones. Yeah. I had a I had a Texas Ranger Philly and I used my old childhood hero Roy Seavers. Who had played for the Washington? Uh, yeah. I'm realizing what an
0: advantage it is for oh, yeah. Stan when you're old. Uh, yeah, the, 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 except, they, except it's runner, not right?
1: true. You forget so much. Okay, there's that yeah. right. And I
0: deal with a lot. I, I deal with the forgetfulness part, yeah. but there is definitely a rarity score advantage. There's to no being question. Being able to fall back here. on no on question. on that. Uh, my it was I I got a point zero one percent out of Boog Pal. Wow. Boog Pal was, it was his birthday yesterday. That's right, it was his birthday yep. yesterday. That yeah. was that my 100%. wife and I
1: called him last night.
0: Um, how's he doing?
1: He's doing great.
0: I man, I got to tell you, we had—I don't think I've ever talked to you about this conversation during the pandemic. Yeah, we invited—I don't even remember why. Was it? Was there an anniversary that we would have invited Boog on during the pandemic? There was something seventy was like it a seventy. It, wasn't like yeah, it was it would like have been so the fifty The fiftieth anniversary years of, of the, the seventy w- of the seventy. Yeah, World Series, that's right? Right. So we invited Boog on. Right. And he was very sad. And I was worried about Boog. Like I, I kept. Well, he had to, a lot going
1: on. His and, wife passed away. And, lost and, a daughter. And he,
0: and he said, "Look, I'm just here by myself, and I have." Yeah. And I said, "Boog, I'll call you every day if you yeah. like. Like I'll, t- you're Boog Pal. I need you to know if you'd like me to call you every day, I will call you every day yeah. until this thing is over." And so we had this idea that maybe we set up a phone, tra- a phone chain. Like a
3: Boog Palometer.
0: Ev- uh, every- everybody takes a turn calling Boog that day. Yeah. They check in on him. I'm glad he's
1: doing well. He's doing good. I'm glad doing to hear good. that. His Love son's him. coming into town today. His son was in a terrible car accident about Jesus six months Christ, ago. Jesus Christ, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Man. And he lost another daughter. He's had a rough oh, three or four years. Yeah. God, I'm sorry to hear that. But he's oh. a strong guy. He's a strong guy. He's
0: Boog Pal. Yeah. I mean, he could lift the city if we needed yeah. him to do that. Yeah. All right, who you use? So you're playing right now?
1: I'm playing. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna. I want to think about it.
0: All right, all right. Then no I won't. More, I won't okay. ruin anything. Yeah.
1: I won't ruin anything. Washington. Then. I need a Washington National and a Cincinnati Red. I got a See, uh, my I, my man. best
0: play so far today has been a 03 percent on my Red Brewer. That's been my best Red play today. Brewer, Again, Red. using a former Oriole in that spot. Okay. So. Red I won't say it out loud. I'll write uh, it down. No. I don't oh, oh it I know, it it yes. Oh,
2: yeah, I think I I don't, I, don't I don't know. Do you know?
0: It, yeah. Like recent well, write Oreo? Write down who you think. It. No, no. Not, okay. a oh, okay. not a recent Oreo. No, not a recent Oreo all. I won't. Yeah. This, this, is is, this is the one that I used. I used... Uh, don't look, Stan. I'm not trying to give it away to you. I, don't even I used oh, okay. that guy. I, I was thinking that. That would have been a good one. Yeah. Undoubtedly, that would have been a good one, but this one got I me 0.3%. Mine probably would not be 0.3%. On the grid. 20, uh, yeah, 20. because it's just more modern. Yeah. I think
1: you're right oh, about
2: yeah, that. Oh, yeah, really high. 14%. E. Wow, not a good, e. E. Not a good use? Did Walter
1: Johnson play for the Brewers and the Mets? Hmm...
0: I don't know.
1: The Brewers didn't exist then. Uh, yeah, what
0: the, the, the are you talking about? Mets. Yeah, right. What the are we the, the, doing the here? Mets. I was checking to see if you were why, paying attention. Why am I? I'm like thinking through it for a second. I'm like, wait a second.
2: Not a chance.
3: <laughs>
0: he wanted you to waste
2: your get Let me get. see. Did
0: yeah. you see the stat that was going around last weekend about uh, George Kirby's start? No. Oh, my God. Hang on a second. There, so, of course, George Kirby was brilliant on Saturday night against the Orioles, but unfortunately for him, lost one nothing in extra innings. Uh, George Kirby, in that game, of course, pitched nine innings. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Tonight, the Mariners, not George Kirby. This is from Optostats. The Mariners pitched 10-plus innings, right? allowed fewer than five hits, no earned runs, no walks, no extra base hits.
1: That's a pretty good...
0: The last MLB team to put up these numbers on the mound but still lose was the Senators on August twenty eighth, 1913, wow. with Walter Johnson taking the complete game that's loss. That's a
1: long time. Yeah. 110, 110 years, years.
0: Wow. since something like that had happened uh, that we I saw on the I wouldn't have Saturday thought that night. would have been that rare.
1: In a car. I mean, it's rare. I mean, all
0: of those things. That's, ten innings. It's all of the qualification. Ten innings. Ten innings let five five uh, hits than, or less. Fewer than five hits.
1: Right. No
0: earned runs. Right, and no walks. No walks, no extra base hits. No extra base hits. I mean, that's a lot of qualifications qualifications. on the performance. Wild, wild that the Orioles won that game. All right, you want to go ahead and do a tidbits? Yeah, yeah, we
2: can go into tidbits. All right,
0: Tidbit of the Day is brought to you today by Superbook. I played a parlay today. Hang on, I'm going to share with everybody my parlay, and we can Ooh, follow along and see the, how it the goes GCP, today. Yes, um, it's a t- the Cincinnati Tennis Tournament is going on, and all three of these things alone, none of them are worth betting alone because, you know, the odds are not great. But when I parlayed all of Hubie Herkacz against Alexei Popperin, Carlos Alcaraz against Max Purcell and Iga Swiatek against Marketa Vondrusova, which is the one I'm most nervous about because Swiatek dropped a set yesterday to um, uh, Zhang that shouldn't have happened. Now, she turned around and won the next two sets, 6-1, 6-1, so it's all good. But when I parlayed all three of those together, I got to minus 128 odds. That seems like it's worth yeah. playing. Seems like it's worth playing those three today. So Who was the third leg? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was You can't play any It's closed unfortunately oh, okay, I guess that means it's underway So I should probably Double out. check Make sure that I'm not throw, Lighting money on fire right now <laughs> But that was my parlay If you wanted to switch out You could play Novak tonight um, As your third leg Of that parlay uh, everybody thought that maybe it might have been Gaalmont. Fees been playing really well recently. And this is
1: so. is this the week before the? So they they have US? they
0: take a week off and they play okay. like a minor tournament next week. Okay, uh, and then the U.S. Open then starts the, the weekend, Open. the following. But this is the, considered the big. These last two tournaments, Toronto and, and Cincinnati, Cincinnati, are the two major tuners. They're always on the calendar. This Correct. Time. This is a big big week. Who won in Toronto? Um it was a weird week. Yannick Sinner won in Toronto as a- to- Carlos Alcaraz lost to American Tommy Paul who nearly beat him again 2 days ago. Tommy Paul pushed Carlos Alcaraz to a third set again. Wow. In the last 2 weeks Tommy Paul has taken 3 sets from Carlos Alcaraz. It's the weirdest most bizarre thing you could ever possibly imagine. Um but yeah, so that's what I'm playing and if you wanted to switch in Djokovic for who's playing Taylor Fritz tonight, you could do that. I I don't know. I it's Djokovic, he'll probably be okay, but you just Taylor Fritz, an American playing in yeah, an American like in tournament. Either. I uh, you know, I just have a, a hinky court. feeling. Or you could switch in Zverev against um Manorino if you wanted to do that. I just uh, I'm I, as a rule I don't bet on Zverev because I never want to see him win. So that's where Fair. I am. But a nice little parlay that I built over at Superbook, superbook.com. Use the code Glenn Clark23, or if you're feeling charitable, stancharles Charles232. 20, Stan Charles
3: 23 also not 23-2. Stan Charles 23 also. Yeah, right. I'm trying to screw it up. So, you know. Stan
1: Charles 23. That's all. That's it. Very yes, similar correct. to Glenn Clark. Exactly right. 23 only. It's got and my what, name.
0: And it. what you'll get is a first bet match up to 250 dollars. You'll get it matched in free bets. So again, go to superbook.com or download the Superbook app. Use either of those codes, Glenn Clark 23 or Stan Charles 23 and take advantage of that first bet match.
2: I'll throw you a tidbit uh, first. Someone used a $20 free play, and they won $200,000 on Wednesday. What
0: the hell was the bet?
2: It was they did a six-leg home run parlay,
0: ah. which
2: is, I mean, this guy's a psychopath. I mean, he did uh, he, the Tigers and the Twins game. Okay. So these are two teams that don't hit many home runs to begin with, so I can't even believe that this hit uh, – and then also Pete Alonzo to hit a home run and Brian Reynolds to when hit you say, a home When run. you say
0: the Tigers, like who did he?
2: Uh, Max Kepler. Okay. Uh, Kerry Carpenter, Riley Green, and Jorge Polanco. He had four players, <sighs> he had
1: four in, that players in that game. Four players
2: in that game, and all four of them went over. And hard.
1: Alonzo and. And who Brian was?
2: Reynolds of the Pirates.
1: Sure. And he won. How much did he bet?
2: It, it was a $20 free play, and he won $200,000. Wow.
1: Sure. Yeah. Sure. I mean, it's Pretty not a bet I would players. ever be able to. Like,
2: yeah. I.
0: That's well, someone who's a free play. Yeah, I guess, but I mean, that's so bizarre. God, go ahead.
2: Uh, so, well, since I'm looking at the betting page, uh, someone has a uh, rookie of the year parlay, like across, or actually, though they had a b- couple NBA awards, they had the, uh, they had, I think they had the NHL rookie of the years awards, and they had Bryce Young to be the first quarterback drafted they had Gunner and Corbin Carroll to be the AL and NL Rookie of the Year. So I got
0: a buddy who was at my party on Saturday who said to me, by the way, I, I've i got a ticket on Gunner and Corbin Carroll. Mm. And I said, I, what's the payout right now? And he was like, I'm not going to look. I'm holding the ticket. And I was like, God, I – okay, like, okay, I get that there's I – mean, Josh
1: Young is still the favorite, right? Well, but, you know, it's – He's going to
0: miss the rest of the that's year. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I – I understand the thought process betwi- behind holding the ticket, but yeesh, if there's money offered right now, I'd probably just take it.
2: uh I'm not seeing a uh, cash out option, but they would win si- they put 10 dollars on this long parlay, and uh, they would it would pay out 6.7 grand uh, if uh, Gunner and Corbin Carroll do indeed because uh, they got he got both of them at plus odds earlier in the season. All right,
0: uh, yeah. Iga Sviantek and Vondrusova are tied at 5-5 in the first set, so Ooh. I might be a little yeah. distracted by my nervousness here. In uh, yesterday,
2: 40. Julio Rodriguez had another great game against the uh, Royals. I believe he went 5-for-5, uh, five five, right? Yeah, he is the first player... With a uh, five hit day after a four hit night game, so he had had a five hit day so game. So He had nine game, hits, nine, in, nine yeah. hits in essentially like of eighteen course hours. You know who
1: he hit that three run homer off of Carlos Hernandez? Mm. Who has since I was promoting him as mm-hmm. the guy the Orioles yeah. should have acquired? He's been absolutely awful. Mm. Awful. I, by the way, a lot of people
0: talking this week about well, you can't, you can never put uh, Fujinami back into a leverage situation again. And like, I hear you, but somebody's got to go in in these leverage situations. Mm. Like, if there were four other good
1: options... I really... The, the only time I've been pissed at Brandon's usage of Fujinami was the game last week. Who were we playing last week in the middle of the week? Uh, oh, the Astro series, yeah. The Astro series yeah. is when he walked two batters in a row. Now, And, and I had the audacity to ask Brandon, who I've asked a thousand questions right. to, and he's always been respectful. He like totally blew me off. I said, I'm just want trying to get your thinking on why you take him out after three walks mm-hmm, but not of, after two walks. Right. Because the question to me wasn't do I want Fujinami pitching to the number nine hitter in that team? It was Maldonado. Okay. It was do I want Michael Bauman facing Maldonado with with one base right. open or, s- or the next Maldonado yeah, I mean. versus Altuve, mm-hmm. which was, it, to me, it was idiotic. It really was. And, well, of course, Altuve, uh, yep. he walked Maldonado. I, I and, hear he's good, Altuve. Yeah. I hear yeah, he's, he's a good, good baseball player. player. Even when the trash cans aren't bad. Well, we don't know that, but, yeah, I hear you. Yeah. All right.
2: Last time a player had a five-hit day game after a four-hit night game? 2002.
0: You think I'm going <laughs> to guess who it each row?
2: No, not Ichiro. Stan, you want one guess,
0: <laughs> Dustin Pedroia, know that not No, that was before 2002? Pedroia. Two, yeah.
2: Derek Jeter, not Derek Jeter. Chipper Jones, not Chipper Jones. He's got. He's good. Oh, with I'm just guys. naming Juan players. Pierre.
0: Oh, it was going to be my next <laughs> yeah, guess. Well, well, yeah,
2: sorry. Uh, and then see he had 12 hits in the series. See, by the way, the I, I
0: I think you should try to go look. We had Jonathan Mayo on yesterday, and I was asking him about Enrique Bradfield, and he said. Well, if you believe in him, he's Kenny Lofton. And my face. Like, if <laughs> I need to see what my face looked like. Because the moment I heard that, I was like, <gasps> like I was so obsessed with Kenny Lofton. He was a great player. God, he was one of my favorite
1: baseball players of all time. By the way, Keith Hernandez never drove in 100, 100 runs, runs Really, for the Mets.
2: One, of the, the first guy you mentioned did, though. I used him. He got me a good percentage.
1: Oh, uh, uh, Rusty Staub? Rusty Staub. I used Rusty, but now I wish I had saved Rusty for the Nash. The nationals met mm, right, montreal right. expo players 100
0: mm. yep, 100
2: uh bot ba- or a uh, julio oh, man i just gave it away way to go yeah way man, to go man
0: B- banner close of the show for griffin <laughs> julio rodriguez bails uh, can't twins. get the audio to work gives away the answer oh piss! spiontech just got broken just forget it i'm done i'm done you you had spiontech Yes, you, I have so. okay. It's the first leg of my... I'm going to lose my
1: parlay on the first leg.
2: Well, a good thing lose. you gave out another one. You can just... lose was
1: on the first set anyway. Yeah.
2: Uh, he is, joins the... He, he is the first... He's the second player ever to have 20 home runs and 20 stolen bases in his first two career seasons. He joins...
0: Julio Rodriguez. But no, Julio Rodriguez uh, is, is who I was saying did right. that. Is,
2: he's he joined, the one who's accomplished it. Yes. Right. And he joins...
1: God, I'm not good at Barry Bonds. Him. Not
2: Barry Bonds it it's it, this he also did it this year
1: He also did it this year? Yeah. It, wait, say it again?
2: Say the numbers for 20 home runs, 20 stolen bases first two seasons. In both of his first in, two in, seasons. Yeah, in both of his first two so
0: seasons. So then it would be um Oh my god.
2: I did I I almost started saying
0: his name.
1: Jesus.
0: Why am I blanking I on this? I have no this? idea who does. Oh, hang on a second. I I'm not giving it to you. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're I welcome. appreciate you keeping it in your pants this time. 20 home runs last year and stolen bases last year and, and this, year, this year and it was they were their rookie first last two year. Seasons. Yes. So So it would have had to have been um, cuz it wasn't a, you know, it obviously wasn't Acuña. Uh Oh, Bobby Witt. Bobby Witt. Jimmy. Bobby Witt. Yes. Yeah, Bobby 2020,
2: Witt. 20 uh, last year and this year, first two seasons. Mm. Uh, And finally, uh, I think it was last week, Mookie Betts had another three extra base hit game. It was his 23rd game with three extra base hits before turning 31. It is tied for the most games in MLB history with three extra base hits before turning 31. Can you name uh, top eight?
1: Jesus. Willie Mays.
2: Willie Mays is right at my arbitrary cutoff. He was top nine. So no. Well, we can say top nine now.
1: Okay. <laughs> okay, Willie Mays. Alex Rodriguez.
2: Alex Rodriguez is in the top eight. He had 18 such games before he turned 31. Uh,
1: Pujols. Jim Rice.
2: Albert Pujols is just outside. He would be Jim tied Rice. Smith. Not Jim
0: Rice. Uh, Barry Bonds.
2: Barry Bonds is not uh, not on this list either.
0: Ken Griffey Jr.
2: Ken Griffey Jr., yes, is, is in fact. He's tied with A-Rod. 18. Mike Schmidt. Mike Schmidt not on the list.
0: Jeff Bagwell,
2: not Jeff Bagwell.
0: Frank Thomas,
2: not Frank Thomas.
0: These are these Ken Kamenity. <laughs> uh, no,
2: not Caminiti. Did
0: You watch? You didn't watch the uh, Netflix thing this week with Victor Conti, did you? No,
2: I
1: didn't. I thought it was bad. I, I, I He's the uh, juicer. He was
0: the Balco guy, yeah, right? And like yeah. I just like they're it was,
1: it they're still
0: like- letting him pretend like he doesn't know if Barry Bonds used steroids. <laughs> They're showing him the thing. It says BLB on that. Well, I don't know. You're going to have to talk to Greg Anderson. I have no... I'm like, what is the purpose of this? Like, what are we doing here? If he was willing to just openly talk and tell... Like, I I thought whatever. The fact that, like, we're still pretending like there's some world in which it isn't common knowledge that Barry Bonds... Anyway. Pete, Uh, Pete Rose. Not Pete Rose. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good guess. Um... Ted Williams. Uh, not Ted Williams. Oh, uh, He went to war. Yeah, God, I always forget that. Mm. Uh, Stan Musial.
2: Stan Musial is also just outside the top ten, top Man, nine here. This is a tough one.
0: This is a tough one. Yeah. How about... Frank Robinson. Not Frank Robinson. Hank Aaron.
1: Not Hank Aaron. So, boy, this is really a different type of player.
0: Uh, should we be doing old-timey baseball names? Or? Uh, there's a couple
1: on there, How yeah. about Will Clark? Not Will Clark. Will Clark.
0: Uh so old timey baseball names, let's go. Duke Snyder, not Duke. Mel Ott. Not Mel. I love Mel Ott. Rocky Calavito. Not Rocky. Eddie Matthews. <laughs>
2: not Eddie Matthews. What read what what are, what are we trying to three do? Three extra base hits in a game. Twenty. Twenty three th- times. Yeah, so all these guys have done it eight times. Ty Cobb, not Ty Cobb. Tris Speaker. Not Tris Speaker. Napla Joy. Not Naplajoy. God
1: damn it. Willie McCovey.
2: No, not Willie McCovey. Jimmy Fox. Jimmy Fox is hey! on the list.
1: Lou Brock.
2: Third place on this list, uh, not Lou Brock. Not there, Lou Brock.
0: They're more old-timey baseball. Names? Yes, hold There's on, two more. not Lou Brock. Not Lou Brock. Did we say Cap Anson? Not Cap Anson. <laughs> I love naming old-timey baseball players. These I guys
2: are more like really well-known. We mean that they're throughout, more
0: throughout Al, Al, Al Rosen. Not Al Rosen. Well, okay, okay, so are they really not old-timey? They're well, more they like, are old-timey. Well, Jimmy Fox. What
2: you think. All right, we got Jimmy. Yeah, Fox. we got Jimmy Fox.
0: Mickey Mantle,
2: uh, even older. Okay, so that is
0: old-timey then. Jackie Babe Ruth. Rob, Jackie Robinson, Babe Ruth, Babe Ruth. not
2: Jackie Robinson, unfortunately. Yeah, Babe Ruth, though Lou is Gehrig. on the list. Lou Gehrig, is who Mookie Betts is tied with, twenty three games wow. before turning thirty one. was all the old timey baseball, are all the old timey guys, and we have right. so two if Lou more. Lou Gehrig did it then Cal Ripken. Yeah, did it. right.
0: He did everything better than Lou Gehrig. Yeah,
2: I, this list. I mean, there's a lot of Yankees on this list, which sucks. Like there's two more. There's say? two more. They're no longer active, but they are modern
0: players. And are there more Yankees? Yes, they've actually. How hard. could Derek Jeter possibly be? He's on not this on the list. list.
2: He's not on the list.
0: Two more. He years. just
2: got. He got. You know, non-extra base hits. Probably. Somehow it's
1: Aaron Judge already.
2: It is not Aaron Judge, not yet.
1: He did it twenty-three be times now. before the age of thirty-one. 31. This and is. He was a good. Yankee. This is interesting. Joe Pepitone. Not Joe Pepitone. Too Don old. Don Mattingly.
2: Not Don Mattingly. Too old.
1: Jason Giambi. Too old. Too old. Oh, so it's more modern. Yeah, more modern. Very but- modern. Mark Teixeira. Mark Teixeira is on this list oh, as well.
2: Yes. 18 games for Mark Teixeira. How
1: about Judge?
2: Not Aaron Judge yet. Yeah. Well, I don't think he'll make the list because he doesn't. I'm not, sure. I'm not sure how many he's at right
1: now. Uh,
0: John Carlos Stanton?
2: Not Stanton. They're not active.
0: They're, they're not, not active. active, but they're very modern. Mm-hmm. Um, Bernie Williams? Not Bernie Williams. Paul O'Neill? Not Paul O'Neill. Scott more
2: Brocious.
3: Modern. Scott more Brocious. modern,
0: Bernie Williams and Paul O'Neill, Yankee. Why am I blanking here? Do we? Do we His ask,
2: his uh, career kind of fell off after he left the Yankees.
3: Career, kinda, Alfonso
0: Soriano.
2: Not Alfonso Soriano. good Career kind
0: of fell off after he left the Yankees.
2: Not really kind. I pretty much did.
0: It really did fall yes, off. Yes, but he work. was
2: great with the Yankees.
0: When you tell me, I'm gonna. Uh, I know. Mm. Curtis
1: Granderson,
2: close, not Curtis Granderson. But that type he's an of infielder, player. yeah, infielder.
1: Not Willie Randolph. Not Willie he's Randolph.
2: Said
0: he's more modern. All right, I'll, I'll kick myself, but go ahead.
2: Uh, uh Robinson Cano. Oh damn, Robinson. I mean, he didn't Cano. fall off. Uh, fall. I mean, I I mean I don't like know. he wasn't great with Seattle.
0: Nah, he was still a pretty good player at that point. You made it seem like it totally fell off. And that was the only one
1: we missed. Yes, Robinson Cano. Was the only we named one we about a thousand yeah. guys in the Mookie, process. Rookie, Lou Geary, Jimmy Fox,
2: Babe Ruth. Yeah, I didn't. I don't Cano, think I got Teixeira, one player. A Rod, no. you got a uh, Babe Ruth? in you? I
0: don't, I don't know.
2: That, I don't know. That was
1: a little too difficult. It was too too broad. All
0: right,
2: know your extra base hits, Stan.
0: Here's what's coming up. Totally tubular, wise. Tubular is brought to you by your local Toyota dealer. BuyaToyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out BuyaToyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. All right, you're gonna have to remind me who you said is pitching for the Athletics, because it's still not Louise Medina. But for the whole weekend.
2: Uh, and then tomorrow is Ken Waldachuk. Uh huh.
1: And then and Sunday, J.P. Sears. series Sears. Sears. Okay.
0: Sears. Tonight, uh, 9.40 on Masson 2, Kyle Gibson for the Birds. Tomorrow, 9 o'clock on Masson 2, Cole Irvin. It's also on ESPN Plus in the rest of the country. And on Sunday, 4 o'clock on Masson 1, because the Nationals play the um, Little League uh, uh, Classic game on Sunday on, night. On ESPN. Yes, uh, Kyle but, goes on Sunday.
1: By the way, uh, Bowie home... This weekend. As well, yes. A chance to yep. see Jackson
0: Holiday. And they got Grateful Dead night tonight, and they have something else going on this weekend that I remember being excited about, but I've already forgotten what it was. Sorry, I can Jackson check. Jackson Holiday. That's- they do have Jackson Holiday. That, that is true. The World Cup final is Sunday morning at 6 a.m. Spain and England on Fox. There's a third-place match tomorrow, Sweden-Australia, 4 a.m. on Fox. Uh, UFC 292, uh Al-Germaine Sterling, Sean O'Malley, 10 o'clock on Saturday night on ESPN Plus Pay-Per-View. Otherwise, not a lot going on this weekend. You can find it all at glennclarkradio.com. Anything non-sports-wise? I wish
2: I could say there was. Netflix is going to have Lego Disney Princess today. That's right. available now.
0: Why would you share that?
2: It's the thing that's out today. Jesus. Uh, Prime Video and Freebie has a movie called Puppy Love with Lucy Hale and Grant Gustin.
1: Have you seen the uh, Yogi Berra movie? I have not. I've heard several people yes. told me it's a pay, but you have to pay for it. They, yeah, it's like on demand, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, they only put it in theaters, yeah, they I want to say. Th- like it, it ain't over? Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's,
0: ain't like called it's called Yogi or something. Yeah. I, well, I saw his daughter doing a lot of promotion yeah. for it, and I was like, I would look I at that, but I'm not. I heard a it was couple like people s- told me it was really sure good. It
2: was. Yeah, it was in some theaters like in June, and I think they've been doing like a slow well, tour. It's, it,
0: they did the similar thing with the Elvis uh, comeback special. They put it in theaters for like a minute so they can qualify. In order to right, have a okay. chance to win an Academy Award, you have to have been in theaters for at least like a day. So they put it in theaters for like a weekend and then make it available in different ways. But yeah, I would not, I don't think I would be interested in paying for it, but I do want to see it as well. It is called It Ain't
2: Over, yeah. Winning time on HBO Sunday nights.
0: Uh, I'm a little nervous. Jeff Perlman this week on Twitter has basically been saying the ratings are not good enough. We might not get to make a season three, even if the strike ends. So please watch Winning Time. It's delightful. It's a fun, fun show. Stephen A. Smith is going to be on Celebrity
2: Family Feud. I'm good.
0: I'm good. I'll pass on all of that. All right, uh, Stan the Fan, you'll be on with the boys tomorrow. Oh, uh, Griffin, could you yeah. tell me what's going on at the uh, Live Casino I Hotel I do. I will Maryland? tell you
2: what's going on. Uh, the $25,000 <laughs> Baccarat Tournament is coming up. Do you have what it takes to be a champion? Try your hand in the $25,000, that's $25,000 Baccarat Tournament at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland on August 31st. Compete for your chance to be one of six players to take home a share of $25,000 with a guaranteed prize of $8, $8,888 in cash. With a buy-in of just fifty bucks. This is an opportunity you do not want to miss. For more info, go to maryland.livecasinohotel.com/promotions. At Arundel Mills, must be twenty-one. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgambling.help. That's mdgamblinghelp.org or call one-eight hundred Gambler. All right,
0: Stan, you will be on with the boys tomorrow morning on the batter rounds,
1: unless they've uh, uh, terminated me. I
0: believe that uh, is still going to happen tomorrow morning, ten to noon, with uh, Paul and Zach for the bad rounds. And then round. I'll we'll be baseball.
1: on Monday at four with Ross and Luke Jackson. And Thursday, at least at 7 o'clock, with Bo Smolka no Gary Stein, working perhaps to do another Zoom
0: on Wednesday. Very good. Very good. At StanTheFan on Twitter is how you follow him. Thanks today to uh, Matthew Edsel. Thanks also to Bo Smolka. We'll get it up in the greatest hits section of the Oh my God, it's so good. Glenn Clark Radio. And don't you want to
1: thank uh, Mr. Fuller from the Commanders? Mm, gotta
0: pass. Gonna pass. Yeah. I take it personally, frankly.
1: I Spe- think, especially the part where they didn't notify us until right, literally, right, right as really we were coming
0: right. back from break. Not great. All right. Thanks everybody at Pressbox. All of our great sponsors and partners. Uh, Visit Baltimore Live Casino and Hotel, Maryland. The Maryland Five Star, Glory Days Grill, Dorchester County. The Bowie Bay Sox, Royal Farms, the Costa Sin, Superbook Sports, the Baltimore Orioles. By the way, Igor Tech actually broke right back and won the first
2: set. Good I for was you, good all for worked you.
0: up. I was all worked up like an idiot. I was ready to cash out. Yeah, Birdland Sports, Easy Pass MD, Washington County, and your local Toyota dealer, and buyatoyota.com, and the Maryland Cycling Classic. Uh, thanks, of course, to Griffin at Griffin underscore bass. Follow us Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great weekend. Go, Birds. Duke sucks.